You are listening to the Thundercling Podcast. <laughs> Just rippling abs. How are we going to get fucking sponsored by these guys if we can't even get the name right? Did you say you're doing wrestling moves? Oh god, I'm bleeding. Jason Kale is walking around on stilts. was fucked up. I am feeding. My name is Dave. And you're listening to the, the Thundercling Thunder Podcast. Dave, I was listening to the podcast the other day, actually. Wait, you were listening to our podcast? Yeah. You know, Your so podcast? Our podcast. Mm. Well, sometimes it's good to, you know, re-listen, study, yeah. Cr- cringe, yeah, and, you know, try to grow. I actually, I still haven't, I haven't listened to uh, um, some of our early episodes because I'm scared, Dave. I have to listen to every single one yeah. because I edit them. Well, I've listened to, I've technically listened to all of them at least once because I was there. Yes. So, so I'm, you know what, you know what, I am, I am doing a good job of self-critique. You know what, too? Self-reflection. This reminds me, I got to do a shout out to somebody. Yo. So somebody wrote, um, sorry, I forgot your name. I hope you're still listening (laughs) and you don't hate us. Um, it was a fella who wrote and he's like, Hey man, that Brendan Leonard interview is awesome. Can you write down all of the all of the books that he mentioned oh. in that, so I can uh, I can reference those. Yeah, and I wrote him back. I was like, I can maybe get around to that, and I just I just fucking it I never happened. I can't do it, man. Well, I, I if that I, person's I'm sorry if that person's listening around, you just broke their goddamn heart. I'm sorry, dude. But well, if you listen to it again with a pen and paper or your, you know, your little notepad open on your iPhone, I'm sure yeah. it'll be, I'm too lazy. Yeah. That's what it comes down it's to. It's honestly, it would, yeah, it's, it's weird to just listen to yourself in a conversation. No, I don't like it. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not the most fun. I listen to these podcasts once to edit and I never, <laughs> ever, I'm never going to listen to it again. I don't like the sound of my own voice. Whoa. That's, That's a common just, thing. Yeah. It's a common thing. Everybody sounds nasally and. You know what dorky. I was thinking? I was thinking uh, recently what we should do is we need to uh, we need to put some new sound bites in the intro. Oh yeah, those no, no, are no. pretty old. They're super. It was just funny. I was listening. And I'm like, man, some of those sound bites are from me and Dave. Literally, when we first got this the Zoom, we just had our mics on because we were excited. And we were just make we we're just saying weird shit. They're not even from interviews. Oh yeah, we just <laughs> we just got the mic at the yeah. Zoom. We were so excited, and we just it was so much fun. So and, the Jason uh, Kale on. Fucking Jason. stilts. He was fucking crazy. He's fucking around. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and thank you to everybody who made it past that intro. You yeah, know? we appreciate we it. We appreciate that. We'll update that episode 500 probably, <laughs> which makes me laugh. That's what I was going to say. I listened to a literary episode yeah. or a podcast, and they're like on episode 600, <sighs> and it's still the exact same same intro yeah. of like his first 20 episodes with those guests only. Holy shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, someday Dave and I will... <laughs> review we'll get to the, it. review the catalog. We'll get we'll get to it. Dave and I are really good at coming up with good ideas and not following not through following through with it. So I'm pretty psyched about that though. <laughs> I don't care. We're too busy, man. Come on. Everybody's too busy. Everybody's yeah. too busy to do things. Yeah. You know, it's a miracle. That we can that we get around to doing this <laughs> every two or three weeks is truly a fucking godsend miracle. Yeah. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. Well, you're in an interesting spot right now, Dave, because uh, yeah. a few few weeks ago, young Davey here. Two months ago. Six, almost, oh, my almost, God. Almost, two months? It's been seven weeks. Holy shit. 
that I tore my meniscus. Oh. And since then, I've torn my shoulder as well. Dave's just falling so apart, everybody. So I have a everybody. bum shoulder, and, a, and I haven't climbed in seven weeks. Seven. I would start climbing, but my shoulder Fuck. is all torn up. So I feel like... I, I feel like uh, why, why am I even doing? I can't. I don't feel justified in doing this podcast. <laughs> am I even a climber anymore? Well, you know what, Dave. Very, very relevant to the the podcast that you're about to listen to. If you keep listening, yeah, but, buddy. But in my experience, injuries, hiatuses, are a sign that you're a real climber. <laughs> I think Reaching, it's a sign that you have a healthy relationship with climbing. Yeah. Yes. Why? Why do you think that? Well, I. Well, so there's the two aspects of it. There's the taking hiatus on your own accord (laughs) and versus being forced to take an hiatus because of injury. Yeah. And I think both represent two very different things sort of. Yeah. I'm in, (laughs) I'm in the, the, uh, school of taking a hiatus that I do not want to be on right now. Yeah. I wish I could climb. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I'm not one of those psychos who's like going to start crying or fucking hangboarding every 20 minutes. It's all right. It's okay to take time off. I'm old and broken. But yeah, that's a really different one. Now, when you choose to take a hiatus, yeah, do you do that? I've never seen you take a hiatus, except for well, injury. To be fair, yeah, I would say I've never willfully taken a hiatus. I guess, you know, I've gone, I've traveled abroad when I wasn't climbing, but the, that was always with the expectation that I was for sure returning to climbing at some point. Yeah, it was never. Uh, hey, I, you know what? I'm gonna put the shoes in the closet, and uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> go to the gym for. Four months. For four months or something, yeah. But being, uh, what I was saying too though is injury is, it's kind of a rite of passage for climbers, I feel like, because it's just inevitable. If you're psyched enough, you're climbing enough, I don't care who you are, someday. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt to the point where you cannot climb like you you want to. Yeah. And Finger injuries are the most prevalent. And I got to say, it's been really honestly good for me to see <laughs> it sounds weird but i've i've seen a lot of people who get heinous injuries and have been coming back stronger or more psyched than ever yeah and that was something i did not see when i first started climbing and i was always told like if you pop a pulley sit it. it's the end of your career or no like, and so yeah it's not yeah that's hogwash dude it's hogwash um i usually so in the 20 plus years I've been climbing, I'm a strange climber for sure. I usually take about three months off of climbing a year, every single year, That's every really year, maybe not in the be- the first like two or three years. I didn't even take three days off in a row, yeah. but since then I take like probably a cumulative three months off a year, just like burnout. I'll be like sport only sport climbing, get tired yeah. of it be done for a while or only bouldering especially if i boulder for like seven months straight i'm like fuck climbing yeah and i'll go to the gym maybe in those three months maybe like twice yeah three times but it's healthy dude you gotta pursue other interests yeah yeah i mean it's with with anything that provides a source of satisfaction or enjoyment it's it's always that double-edged sword of of, (laughs) like sure this this thing is like making you happy and it's fun and it's great. But then if you're just stuck in that weird time tunnel, it'll be like 15 years will pass. 
<laughs> I'm fucking. I'm laughing because I'm envisioning some dude listening to this right now, and he's like hanging from his beast maker with like uh, a pulley with like 50 pounds hanging off of yeah. him and he's slowly releasing himself and his brow is all he's like, crunched up and he's like what the years? fuck are these guys talking about what are they what are they talking about bro bro i gotta climb bro wait what year is it oh my god it's like fucking well go ahead i was gonna say i read this really sad article a few years ago about ski bums in like aspen and how there was this weird thing happening where a bunch of older ski bums who had just lived in Aspen, worked a ski uh, patrol, you know, had off-season jobs, but were just chilling at the lodge. And it was just really comfortable. Like, they loved skiing. It was their thing. And all of a sudden, they were old. Yeah. They had nothing besides skiing. They got a serious injury. And it was like really tragic a lot of, i think a lot of people were like committing suicide <laughs> yes that is, also i remember that too and that's still going on by the way but a lot of that has to do with um these people all of these ski bums and like people who worked in the ski industry who used to be able to live in yeah. aspen have gotten priced out that's right so too, as yeah. they get older they're just like they're seasonal workers they can't live in aspen so they have to live in the fucking back of their honda civic and they're like 52 years old and they're like, I I'm never going to be able to buy a, a house here. My community is fractured. And that's a really big problem over there. What a what a fun thing to talk about to kick <laughs> off our, our podcast. All right. Oh, okay. No, I, I'm well, not. Yeah, go ahead. The, well, the reason we talked about hiatus is too is because uh, our guest today. Yes. One young hunter. Hunter Damiani. Damiani. Me and Dave both thought it was Damiani for a long time. But oh, Hunter, man. Hunter says it's Damiani. Damiani. So thank you for clearing that up, Hunter. Hunter <laughs> D. But he, and he, you'll hear it in an interview, but he essentially had a, a six-year hiatus from climbing. Before. It is a crazy hiatus. Crazy hiatus, <laughs> yes. But he came back like more passionate, more psyched, and, and stronger than ever, which is always cool to hear, too. The crazy thing about him, too, is that he, in like 2000... The early 2000s, yeah, he was climbing V10. Now, if you started climbing in 2014, you're like, what a punter, dude. I yeah. fucking was climbing that in six months. You can shut up. Because <laughs> in 2004, if you were climbing V10, you yeah. were hot shit. You were very hot shit. Like, I, either other people saw you as hot shit or you saw yourself as hot shit. And rightly, you were at the very cutting edge of bouldering, yeah. you know, for like a non-pro. Yeah. And he took that six-year hiatus right after, like, climbing multiple V10s when V10 was, like, a big deal. Yes. And just literally, like, we can't stress this enough, like, really, <laughs> really left climbing. Yeah. And did not do it for six years. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, Hunter is, if you're a member of the Colorado climbing community, he's somebody who you've probably heard of or encountered or know of. But yeah. if you're not, Dave and I were talking about this, that he is somebody you should definitely check out and follow because he is a character. He puts up really cool first ascents all over the place. He's always out there hunting. We we did a – or I did a little stat breakdown of his his uh, 8A tick list and 50% of his V11 uh, climbs that he's done are first ascents, which is so cool. It's crazy. That's, like, that's – that is not easy. 
the other cool thing, well, to piggyback off what you just said, the cool thing is that everybody in Colorado knows who he is because he's an artist as well. He does a, yeah. he does art for the Access Fund. He does art at gyms. He sells some art. Yeah. Um, and everybody knows him as a first ascensionist for mm-hmm. sure. Like strong climbers are all over his rigs. Um, but the other cool thing is to be able to introduce this kind of Colorado character. Yeah. Who's such a part of the climbing community here to like the nation. Yeah. Because if you go on Access Fund right now, you can buy one of his hoodies mm-hmm. that he donated the artwork and it's on the back yeah. of an Access Extre- Fund hoodie. Extremely talented artist. So his stuff's everywhere, but we're delighted to like introduce you to a super, also a super refreshing perspective on yes. climbing. Yeah. He's not a number chaser. He was. We all were. Mm-hmm. Some of you are right now. It's all right. It'll go away. It's like a cold. Cough it out or poop it out. Yeah. Poop or cough. Both. Yeah, if you do it at the same, <laughs> if you do it at the same time, you'll die. You can't poop. Oh, and, okay, that's what my oh. mom used to tell me. Oh my god, that's good to know. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. Okay, your heart will stop. Oh, oh, my heart has stopped many times on the toilet when I pooped and fart and coughed at the same time. My grandma always said that it, when I made funny faces, she was like, "The angels are gonna make it so that your face freezes." freezes. Yeah, it's like grandma. That's fucking psycho. Can you fucking imagine if that happened though? <laughs> She's like, if- I fucking told you. <laughs> you're stuck like with cross-eyed your yeah. cross-eyed and your fucking like tongue yeah. is touching your nose no, but for the rest no, of your life grandma. you can't even talk anymore no, yeah you're frozen you have to you're like stephen hawking you got to have one of those like hello my name is Feedy. i can just picture my ground just sitting on the couch <laughs> not even looking at me and be like i fucking said so dude i told why didn't you listen to me it's not my problem anymore <laughs> Um, none of that is true. No. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. You can cough, you can cough and, and fart. poop and fart at the exact same time. Nice. I mean, j- I would imagine nice. that uh, out the back door, uh-huh. it'll explode a little bit faster if you give it a good cough. Whoa. If you're... Well, yeah, that's uh, that's called... Um, um, Pushing the cork diet, out the bottle? Yeah, the cork... Well... <laughs> No, that's. I think that's it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, yeah. So if you want to push the cork out, yeah, just give it a good cough mm-hmm. when you're on mm-hmm. the throne. Engage the diaphragm. Yep. <laughs> and then get that little fucking spackle whisk thing and take wow. care of that because your mom or whoever you live wow. with, your girlfriend or your boyfriend or your husband, they're gonna be like, "Hey, I didn't fucking marry Jackson Pollock. <laughs> that's not why I got into this relationship." Damn, dude. And you'll be like, "I just had to cough." I'm so sorry. This is I, this isn't a choice. This is my body. It's always been this way. I was hiding it from you because I didn't want to scare you off. And then I, we just things got carried away, and I really felt deeply for you. And now, and now you know this thing. And I just, I just, and I have to cough I when I poop. To, and yeah, yeah, it, the whisk it, I is broken. Get, it could get really complicated, and I have no idea where we are right so, now. Yeah. So. <sighs> there's I I feel like you can take some important lessons away from that, yeah. and also. I we also think that you'll enjoy our interview with Hunter Damiani, Damiani. an artist, a first ascensionist, uh, route setter, just Fucking in a, a very psych. very refreshing psych dude. Psyched overstoker, mass big time. He's yeah, you're yeah. gonna like it. You're gonna like it. And Dig I'm, in. Oh, go okay. sit on the toilet when you're listening to this. Yeah, I actually give it a, only give it a, listen to podcasts on the toilet. Good for you. Yeah, it's really difficult to get through episodes because. You're know. just yeah. coughing too much and just coughing, <laughs> exploding out the backside. All right, Jesus, let's let's let Hunter take Social injustice don't give my respect now. Some say my heart 
Dude, we have we have been we talked about how we've been interviewing so many Floridians. Oh yeah, dude, they're represent, out here. dude. dude. <laughs> I love I love it because I feel like we we joke about this and talk about how the the places with the least climbing sometimes breed like the most psyched climbers. You know, <laughs> I, I I would agree with that. In Florida, if you're psyched enough to rock climb and only rock climb, you're probably an <laughs> you're, extreme you're... overstoker. <laughs> So how did you how did you start? Like how how did you become an overstoker then? Yeah, I'm definitely an overstoker. You were like 14 <laughs> years old, right? Yeah, 14. I had climbed before that. Uh, the first time I actually rock climbed, I was maybe five. Uh, my mom's best friend was just this rad chick. Yeah. For some reason, she loved me. I was very outgoing. <laughs> And no loud, kidding. yeah. <laughs> and so she took me like all these crazy places, and she took me rock climbing. She was like, "Yo, you need to take this little kid rock climbing because he, he needs like, this. Yeah, he loved it, and he was good at it. Take him rock climbing." And I was like, and then just never happened. Uh, just moving around, and my brother now, my stepbrother, had a birthday party. We went to this climbing gym. Twelve years old. And I fucking loved it. And I was like, holy shit, I want to rock climb. Yeah, yeah, this is what I want to do. Yeah, this is what I want to do. I want to rock climb. I, I want to figure this out. And then they just happened to build a climbing gym by maybe 30 minutes from my house a couple wow. of years later. And I went one day after school, uh, last day of school, eighth grade. I was 14 years old. Went with a bunch of my friends. And uh, my mom picked me up. She worked like a mile away. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I was like, I don't want to do any other sports. I don't care. Like, as as long as I, I will give up everything else if I can just have a pair of climbing shoes and come here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. I was done. Your mom was probably like, "Thank God." So, were you doing any other sports though? Were you yeah. like playing soccer? Yeah, and I played soccer baseball? a lot, baseball, football, lacrosse. Um, I mean, I I ran, I did everything. I surfed. I grew up surfing, but the water is always. Ocean has always just kind of freaked me out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. I always put it this way. All right. If I was bouldering yeah. and a 1,200-pound animal could just come out of nowhere and yeah, like just, rip my limb off yeah. and run away and I just fall off the boulder, I probably wouldn't be bouldering. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, as you climb, you can't see below you anymore. You're just like, this fucking sucks, yeah. man. Yeah, it's like, all right. I mean, that just always freaked me out. Oh, yeah. And I grew up skateboarding, but I played all team sports my whole childhood. And then I rock climbed, and that was it. Done. And then instantly, you were just like, I want to give all that shit up. Yeah, done. And spend all your time doing that. Yeah, then I went to the climbing gym as often as possible. So I would actually take the bus from school to the last stop. And my buddy, who had a license at the time, just lived right down the street, and he was on the climbing team. So he'd pick me up at the bus stop, and we'd go to the climbing gym together. And then I usually would just, like, my mom worked right down the street. And so I would just, after climbing practice or just climbing, I would skateboard to her work, like, a mile or two away. Oh, that's so nice. And then I'd go home. Damn. What did your classmates think? Like they thought I was crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Are you kidding <laughs> That's me? So interesting. I went to a really small school yeah. after eighth grade. I grew up in public school, just doing that. But I got good grades. I was like a math state champion. Whoa. It's Florida though, so don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real here. Dude, big brain. <laughs> and then I don't know what happened, but <laughs> then uh, 
yeah, I, I went to like a really nice private school for all of high school. And so it was a very small school. And everyone was like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? You know, like, what are you doing? Dude? What an outlier. There's no rocks, first of all. No. And it's, no, rock climbing is not a thing. It's not like it is today. No. Where it's a thing. In, what year was it? Like 2000, early 2000s? 2001. Oh two, my God. Yeah, 2001. Yeah. yeah, nobody even knows what rock climbing is in Florida. Yeah, no, not really. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> Wait, pretty. I gotta ask: Was the gym called Extreme? No, but I have climbed at Extreme. <laughs> um, and when I I don't know how it is now mm-hmm. or when you climbed there last. Uh, but the last time I climbed there, the ground so not padded floors, yeah. gravel. Wow. So gravel, like polished oh. river stones. That's what? suboptimal. It's suboptimal, dude. <laughs> and we would only go there for comps as kids. Yeah. Um, it's a two-hour drive. And okay. So you go there for a comp. And with, and in Florida, you go to all the comps. Yeah. Because all your friends are going. You get to climb uh, all your friends at the other gym. You're just climbing in one gym all the time. So it's a thing. Yeah. And you'd go and do it just for fun, not even to necessarily compete. And that gym, it was like, Agui had shredded tires, terrible. Uh, the gym in Tampa, Vertical Ventures at the time, shredded tires, terrible. Dead. Extreme rocks. They had rocks. So you would- <laughs> They're they, like, they, fuck this rubber shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> let's get rocks. Let's get rocks. <laughs> so there'd be a hundred people in there climbing. They'd have three drag mats. Yeah. Uh, so you just be like, screw it. I'm just going to climb over the rocks, back splat on the rock. Like, thank God yeah. you're a teenager. You just yeah, you rubber. Yeah, yeah you can exactly. Take it. <laughs> but Dude, how far rock climbing's come? They need to bring that back, man. Yeah, I exactly. came up in a gym with rubber, shredded rubber tires as a floor as well. Fucking getting your shoes black. and it's all black oh, feet. Yeah. I can't imagine pebbles dude <laughs> yeah pebbles. that's like a fairy tale like it's, feeling the pee under the bed fuck te- that it was terrible so <laughs> did you compete did you see like seagal there and or yeah, matt siegel yeah so seagal. he, he steven was steven seagal yeah steven seagal <laughs> actually he, trained he was, me <laughs> that would be amazing we would add you on as a first guest if that was the truth <laughs> um but uh no yeah matt was there the first year I was climbing, and then after a year, I think it was when he moved to Colorado. Yeah. Wow. he's a couple of years older, so I think three years older. So first year there, yeah, Matt was there. And I climbed a lot with Chris Sears' aunt. I, once I got a car, that was it. Done. Was he in Florida at the time? No, but... He was like in the deep south. Yeah, like, in like, South Atlanta. Yeah. Um, And he had his gym that he had built. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I would just cruise up there climb i had some crazy experiences at that house i'll tell you he's a pretty infamous dude dude. (laughs) oh yeah kind of oh yeah what's he doing now by the way um i haven't heard of he works for uh the guy who owns extreme oh keenan keenan wagner uh well keenan's brother Derek. Derek. yes yeah so he works so Derek, and he uh travels around the world Oh my god, he's uh, part of that crew. Yeah, part of the crew fixing climbing. Oh, the Royal oh, Caribbean yeah. crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had Keenan on like three or four shows ago. Yeah, we nice. ta- we talked about how that like slowly grew into this other business of just fixing cruise ship stuff. <laughs> yeah, too amazing. So cool. I would love to do that job, Keenan. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey, we can put you in touch, man. Yeah, we can <laughs> get you a resume. Um, fuck. So how'd you meet Searsan then? If he was in Atlanta and you were in just Florida and climb, you're just like climbing a kid. in the south, I I competed. So uh, indoor rock climbing competition, like I don't know. For me, the reason that I love rock climbing is because I like spending time with my friends in the woods. Yeah. I don't know that crew. We always just went out, had fun, be outside, be in the woods. Yeah. That's why we loved it. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, I was never an ego driven thing or a number driven thing or anything like that. Never really cared what we were climbing that often. And we just wanted to climb. We did get frustrated though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's dude. I got it. That's gotta be one of my favorite things about climbing is that it just creates that space where you can just have fun with your friends. And it's just, it just, yeah, that's it's, what it's all about. You yeah. Know? You're just constantly chasing that like atmosphere. And, uh, that's actually one of the, my favorite, uh, videos you've created was the the I love the South part one and two. Oh, I yeah. love that you were you had this art like super well documented trips to the southeast and south, and then you were able to like play snippets of that and then actually go back there in the current timeline and revisit that stuff. I yeah, just, I just love that. When I was a kid, I the reason I still make the videos most of the time is I love that even when I was a kid. I was making yeah. videos in school even before I was climbing. Weird videos Dude, I, I, let me tell you I, what I, <laughs> I made a silent film about a guy that had to use the restroom it was in london and i don't know if you've been there or not but you have to pay for the public restrooms they're like yeah, yeah, these yeah. outdoor you know weird boxes yeah, that you like yeah. pay to get into yeah so it's just a silent film this guy it's me <laughs> it's all from cctv view like trying to go take a leak and he can't he doesn't have money he tries to steal money out of some woman's purse <laughs> he's dancing in the street i was literally dancing in the street people were giving me money <laughs> in london oh yeah damn nice. dude. it was pretty funny and i was you know did you must have some good moves i'm i don't know about that but <laughs> Was that like a family trip so, or something? It was yeah, yeah. I went out there with my buddy's family, and uh, you're like, "Give me a second, I gotta make a movie real quick." <laughs> so, <laughs> so I made this movie with my buddy, and uh, it was uh, we actually. I got a, approached by these police. We didn't know. Oh. Right down the street, there was a mental asylum. Oh. And they had approached me and they started asking me all these weird questions and because they saw me dancing in the street and being weird and I had a hat out like I was collecting money and. And they were like, oh, we literally thought you were a mad person who escaped from the madhouse. Oh, my God. And I was like, no, I'm just a normal kid. Like, just a Floridian. Yeah, I'm just a Floridian. Maybe not normal, I guess. But. Hey, but while you guys are here, would you be in my silent film? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can I film you guys? They don't have guns, dude. There's nothing to be afraid of. Exactly. Just beat the not, shit out of you with their be, yeah, batons, dude. Bobby batons. So, wow. But, yeah, that. so it was cool coming back to climbing all these years later and having that footage and mm -hmm. I had all this footage. I loved doing that when I was a kid. Yeah. Just annoying the shit out of my friends. Like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> just point the camera in their face. You yes. Know? Dude, it was way, it was way, I don't know, I kind of miss that style of video, you know, where you've documented like, just, you just, like I have all these tapes in my house too where it's like, it's just a random day from your childhood that's just on this tape. <laughs> Yeah, nonsense. And, and it's just it's just like what was I doing here? But but you made something Living really cool dream. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But back then it was for like people who were video videoing with like handheld camcorders or whatever. 
I mean, that was like a sign that you were psyched. Psyched. Like today, was, everybody can yeah. make a movie on their phone. It's yeah. like everybody has that potential. But back then, yeah, no, no man, you had to like borrow one from your aunt. Oh, you yeah, know, or something oh, like yeah. that. I had to just literally convince my mother, like, please let me take the family camcorder yeah, this is on my climbing trip. Yeah. And she's like, fine, you know what? No one uses it. We don't use <gasps> it. Your, your stepdad hates the camera. And so she's like, just take it. And then it was, that was it. Then I was like <laughs> yeah, taking okay, it all cool. the time and just <laughs> filming. Were they like little beta tapes? Oh yeah, little tapes. That you'd stick into a big VCR thing. Yeah, mini DV tapes. Yes. Oh, mini DV. And then I got them all converted to digital. Dude. I so I sent them in to this place in which is actually funny. It was in Chattanooga in Tennessee. Nice. So the Very place like, ended up going out there. <laughs> yeah. I went out there, had the tapes with me, um, and brought them into this place and I think the, those videos are cool too, because you guys were going to those areas when they were just starting to become the areas, you know, like two thousand early two thousands, right? Oh yeah. I I had spent in that in the third uh film of that particular series was yeah. Christmas in Rocktown. Yeah. Uh so every year my uh, we're not I'm not a really part of a family that does holidays. Mm-hmm. So Hunter, what do you want to do for Christmas? I want to go with my friends to the middle of nowhere in Georgia camp and rock climb. Like you, I don't, you don't have to do anything for me. I'm just give me permission to leave, because my buddy's uncle would always go every year. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you guys can if you want to come. Like you just got to chip in a little bit of gas money. What? Wow. I'll take you to Walmart. Like I was like, <laughs> I will eat. I ate canned food. Yeah. So and and I just rock climbed, oh. and that was all I wanted. So my parents were like, go get out of here. Good, <laughs> thank God. <Scram>! Leave. <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's so cool. And so I started doing that and. uh then I would just go out there. There would be nobody. Yeah. I mean, we would be out there two weeks, see three people, maybe. Yeah. Wow. That's so different. Yeah. And you could camp right there at the trailhead, which is yeah. not allowed anymore. Yeah. And so it was a totally different experience. We cooked a turkey uh, two <laughs> years in a row, went and bought a turkey at wow. Walmart, built a like spick. I guess. Yeah. And just roasted the turkey mm-hmm. like over an open fire. Dude. 15, sleeping in a little rickety 15 tent. 15 years old. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. How were you getting around once you were there? <laughs> uh, so my buddy's uncle would just literally go there with us. It'd be like my good, good buddy, me, and his uncle. And he was a climber. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Okay. And so he was like, yeah, I'm going to go on this climbing trip. You guys want to come? Let's Dude. go. Dude. And so we would just go. He's the man, Rob. He's in that film. He's the old guy that gets hammered and tries to juggle the coals out of the fire, and he's wasted his shit. <laughs> he smacks himself in the face with a Dude, coal. And solid climber role model. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, definitely. He taught us to do it right and just go out there and have a good time. So then it was free-for-all. We'd go out there two weeks. Oh. 14, 15, 16 years old. Oh didn't have a God. car. I got a car when I was 17. I uh, I got lucky. My mom went to sell her car. They were like not going to give her jack shit. Yeah. She was like, screw it. Take Hunter, it. take it. it. It's wow. like $500 car. Yours. Yeah. Done. So I immediately, dude, this is 2003, 2004 me. I immediately built a bed in the back. Yes. Sewed my own curtains. Oh my like, God. Like put curtains. It was a station wagon. Yeah. Like old school mom soccer car. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I just immediately put did that and went on and started going on trips, going up to Chris Sears' aunt's house. And uh, actually, my senior year of high school, we got hit with all these hurricanes, oh, five damn. hurricanes in a row. And so I got to just disappear. I didn't have school <laughs> until November. Wow, I didn't have man. one day of school until November. I had already gotten into college here in Boulder. So I was like, screw it. Peace. And I just went to Chris's house, fucking just rock climbed for uh, two Holy months. shit, dude. Wow. So sick. But then I blew my face up, and I had the crazy experience. Well, yeah, so blew your face yeah, up. Yeah, I was just messing around with my buddies, being stupid. <laughs> Juggling coals. Pretty much doing <laughs> stupid shit. We, I don't know, don't do this at home, okay? It's stupid. <laughs> We were just, I don't know if anyone's ever done like, you know, dry ice and water in Mm -hmm. a milk jug, Uh shake it up, throw it. Yeah. You know what happens? Boom. Blows up. Okay. So, well, we ran out of dry ice. What's next? Well, we got chlorine tablets and we have rubbing alcohol. So we mixed that. One of them blew up in my, like in front of all of us, but it was in my face and I went fully blind. (laughs) I burned the cornea off my eyes, 90, 96 off my left, 99% of the cornea off my right eye. And because uh, it was like tablets, like chunks, oh my it was, God, it was like I got sandblasted, oh. like a meteorite. Like they said, it was like I had scarring like a like the moon does, you know, oh for meteorites. Oh my God. And so, <laughs> dude, it was fucked up. What the so hell? the doctors told me they were like, you're going to lose at least 50% of your vision from scarring. Um, and we don't even know like how your cornea will grow back. What's going to happen with that? Cause they're totally gone. <laughs> and so it took them like five hours, I think to flush my eyes out. I got rushed to the hospital. Like it was really crazy experience. I mean, this sounds like it was a gruesome. That oh, sounds awful. It was <laughs> absolutely fucking terrible. I bet you were terrified Single too. most excruciating experience, oh, yeah. like painful experience in my life without, a doubt like that i have a couple but that one was yeah and i was fully blind for 14 days or something like that 11 days or so then i could open my left eye and then a couple days later i could open my right eye but i was had double eye patches and the doctor told me like you're gonna lose 50 percent of vision yeah. somehow holy shit three days into it he was like i don't know what you've been doing for the past three days but I've never seen in my like 35 years as an eye doctor, I've never seen someone's eyes heal this quickly. Amazing. He's like, you are potentially you're going to make a full recovery. And then it took maybe three months or so. And then I was back to normal for the most part. Dude, that is a, cr- I had no idea. That is insane. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, supposed to be blind, but not. <laughs> what were your thoughts during those three days, dude? This is I, like well, right before college? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was kind of up in the air for a while, but he was like, you'll get most of your vision back. And then totally was <sighs> like, oh, it's all back. Wow. Dude. But, oh my God. But it was, I don't know. Wood. Yeah, it was very, I don't know. My... It was honestly intense for a while because I couldn't really yeah, see. Yeah, and, you were like just in the dark. Yeah, and the the eleven days was gnarly. I rock climbed though, <laughs> <laughs> and then I went Fucking to the gym and climbed. Psycho rock climbers. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Um, That's really funny. But that was an interesting experience. That changed my whole viewpoint on the world. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> And my life in general, just my perspective on oh, yeah. not just what I, and my art on everything. It was... How did it change? 
Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, oh, yeah. but I just had more appreciation for this. Dude, I mean, yeah. yeah. Things that could be taken away from you. Yeah. Well, up in an instant. Instant. And just for this, like the fact that I can wake up every morning, breathe, I can go out, I can do what I love. Yeah. That nothing beats that. Hey, man. Yeah, you can see that sunset that we had like three days ago. I know, that was insane. Yeah. That was the, that was the best sunset. I've lived here for 20 years. That was the best one I've I'm ever seen. I'm super bummed seen that here. I missed it because it, was, it sounded amazing. If you walked outside, you were the color orange. <laughs> I wasn't even in Boulder. I was coming home from Clear Creek and I pulled over. It was unbelievable. Yeah, it I've was never crazy. seen anything yeah. like yeah. I thought like fucking Independence Day was happening. <laughs> yeah, the sky like, was the, on fire. It was on fire. Yeah. It was just like bright yeah. orange yeah. and pink. Dude, Instagram told oh me that God. it was really good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instagram will always tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you can always count on Instagram. Well, at, at the, the, what? how old were you when you blew your face off? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I know. It's crazy. It was right after my 18th birthday. Dude. Uh, I mean, it was actually spring break. Yeah. So I'd had that crazy year, didn't have that much school, had a little bit of school, and then spring break, I was at Chris's house and... <laughs> You know, you saw in the video, we were blowing up vacuums, yeah, yeah, I saw blowing that. up TV, <laughs> blew up all kinds of shit. Wow. <laughs> Dude, wow. idiots. Oh my God. What it's a learning Chris experience. Think? Was he like, know? oh my God, I killed this kid? Well, he wasn't even home. <laughs> oh, even better. He was at work, you know, yeah. at running the climbing gym he owned at a young age, but he was freaking out. You know, oh, kid yeah. under 18. Yeah. At his house. Blew his he eyes wasn't off. even there. Blows his face up. Like, they thought I had been in a meth explosion oh, at the hospital. Oh my God. Because they were like, what were you doing? Yeah. And I was like, we were just, seriously, we were just being stupid. I promise. Like, I'm just an I'm an idiot. Yeah. I can just, I just, I am an idiot. I'm just visualizing your head wrapped in bandage. And you're like, I, no, I'm just, a, I'm just a stupid kid. This yeah, is, like, like, we ran out of dry ice. What can I say? Yeah, it's, it's in rural, like, Georgia. Yeah. yeah middle man. of nowhere. Boonies. Really weird southern Dude. area. So they were like, probably what see that were you shit doing? all the time. Yeah, yeah. They were like, what the hell were you doing? <laughs> Have you ever miraculously recovered from any other serious injury like that? I've had some weird stuff happen to me. (laughs) Um, So I came to Boulder for college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We all know how that story plays out. Oh, yeah. It was a little bit wild. (laughs) Um, uh, That's when I quit rock climbing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go figure. Why did you quit rock climbing? You seem like you're so psyched. Um, I was, but I think what happened was... I moved out here. I lost my core group of friends that mm-hmm. I went and did this with and goofed off. And I came to a place where, to me at least, seemed a little bit more serious, yeah. especially in my young age. Uh, the way that I was meeting people was at the gym. Everybody's young, so they're kind of like, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and everyone's super competitive. You know, yeah. I was coming here. Daniel was very young. Paul was young. Yeah. All these guys that were here, everyone's doing like PCA comps. Yeah. Things like that. I was doing that back in the day at the spot when it was, you know, they'd have five finals boulders and it'd be this whole ordeal, sweet yeah. thing. I remember. And that just was my only 
real experience I was having here. And so I just... So different. Yeah. And I just didn't like it, I guess. Yeah. To me, I was like, this isn't why... Like rock climbing, I didn't have enough people to go outside with. Mm -hmm. Um, It's unfortunate because that was a very like blossoming time for (sighs) what I love to do. which is, you know, going out and finding new things. And uh, the park had been around for a few years, but it was still in its early stages. Evans was exploding. Exactly. Wolverland was discovered. I know. Not too too late after that. And a lot of stuff in, like, Boulder Canyon was blowing up at that time. And the whole thing was, I mean, it was a very uh, Neverlandy time for the area, I think. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Because it was, was a magical time. Right before it had changed, but at a time when it was still, people were strong enough and, and psyched enough and the, and the technology yeah. was there for safety to do what people are doing today before yeah. that didn't really exist. And so, I, I don't know, I just, I went to college, you know, well, partying, drugs, booze, <laughs> girls, yeah. no rock climbing. Damn. Wow. Four, how, how many years then was that? Um, I stopped in 2006-ish, uh, and I started again in 2012-ish. Damn, wow, dude. Wow, man. That was not a small break. Yeah, so, and I maybe climbed a total of five times that whole yeah. time. Wow. So maybe once a year, one of my friends would convince me. Yeah, I mean. Let's just go. And I'd be like, okay. And then I just realized, what am I doing? Yeah. I was I was really focused on my art after yeah. college. And so that kind of pulled me away a little bit too. Probably a good thing too. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you went to school for was art? Uh, originally not. But I realized that I'm a dreamer for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I follow what I want to do, what I love. There's not easy to pull me into any sort of normality sort of thing. If I want to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. If I love it, like, the, and that's what I want to do, I'm going to do it. And so I just was immediately after a year of school, I'm not doing business or math or anything like this. I was like, I'm going to do art. This is what I'm doing. Whether I go to school for it or not, I don't care. Nice. Okay. Wow. Dude, I got to ask, I mean, in six years off there, I mean, was there a point where you were just like, man, I remember when I was just this sweet baby climber boy. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh man, that was fun. But like, I mean, because you came back to it really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I just realized what I was missing. I met the, pretty much what happened was I was living in a cabin in the middle of nowhere. After college, I realized I needed a break. I was like, it's out of hand. I need a breather. I need to re just come back. What yeah. was out of hand? What do you mean by that? Just, just you're fucking partying too much? Yeah, just the experience of college in Boulder is fits huh. me well. I'm a social guy. I like to talk. I like to meet people. I like to <laughs> party, you know? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's what I did. I, I, I had a damn good time. My best friends that I've met that I are the people I travel to go see to not rock climb are my college friends. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I just did that. And then I just realized I needed to step back, do my art, chill out, <laughs> get a break from girls too, booze, everything. Yeah. And just go and have a recentering. So I moved to the mountains in a little log cabin 
I lived there with a friend for a few months and then ended up living there by myself with my dog for almost four years. Wow. Where was it? Uh, so it was, uh, it's about eight miles from Ned. If you go up to Ned, yeah. you go left and you just start driving towards Rollinsville and just past Rollinsville, South Beaver Creek Road area. And I had no car, no cell phone, oh my God. no internet. Oh, you, yeah. oh my God. That sounds amazing. Oh, it was... I, sounds like a dream. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an experience I think that pretty much every person should have in their life. Yeah. It will teach you a lot about yourself. Yeah. It's hard to sit by yourself in the middle of nowhere with... Especially in today's age, people don't know how to do that. They look at their phone every yeah, few minutes. Yeah, yeah. It would be, be really hard for some people. Yeah. And no, uh, the way I went to the grocery store was I walked out of my house, walked out to the 119 and put my thumb out. <laughs> wow. Every time you needed to go to the grocery store. Grocery store. Wow. Or w one of my friends that lived a few miles away that, you know, was going to the grocery store that I had made mountain friends. <laughs> they would be like, hey, we're going to the grocery store, Hunter. We know you don't have a car or anything. Do you need a ride? <laughs> They'd show up at my house. We're here. We got our van. You want to go? You did that for four years? Yeah. So for four years, <laughs> I, I had a car for maybe three months out of yeah. it or something like that. Well, um, and were you just doing art up there? Or? Yeah, I just did art, hiked every day, hung out with my dog, wow. did more art. How were you making money? Read a lot. So it was kind of a crazy experience. Um, <laughs> I made money from my art, uh, but all my bills were paid for. So what I, uh, what I did was my good, good buddy at the time um, had testicular cancer. And he didn't want to do chemo, anything really particularly aggressive to his body. Whoa. Uh, this was before weed was legal. Yeah. And it was only, you could only grow pot for yourself if you had cancer, AIDS, yeah, um, and one other serious Oh, this is thing. like after 2009 or whatever when it was... So yeah, in like 2010-ish, late 2009, yeah. it blew up. So the first year I was up there was um, fully like I just grew for my buddy and he paid all my bills, paid my rent, gave me money for food, and that was it. Wow. So I was just up there. I took care of everything for him, gave everything to him. Um, and then I just like, I never had to touch. I didn't, I never had money or anything. Yeah. It was like <laughs> literally my buddy just paid for everything. And then after three or so years, he didn't have cancer anymore. Oh. And then I quit doing that and I moved down here. Wow. Fucking balls man <laughs> yeah, i don't, I don't really think it can be overstated how in today's society people can't like live with themselves i mean that's why people look at their phone this is why yeah. people drink if they're alone yeah. at night yeah so i was fully i didn't drink no tv when i, when I lived there no tv i had a computer so i could occasionally watch a movie on yeah. my hard drive or something like that i would on i would go to the library i'd get Books and DVDs sometimes. Wow. And that was my, <laughs> that was it. What were you reading? What was like kicking your ass at that time? Oh man, I, I don't know. I've read a lot of stuff. Like so much stuff. Um, I love Jack Kerouac, obviously. And That's... I love Hunter S. Thompson. Both I, good cabin, cabin partners. Yeah. The Hobbit is my 
all time favorite book of all time. Nice. Top book. Um, but I've read a lot of like Food of the Gods. If you never heard it, read it. Pretty trippy, pretty weird <laughs> out there. Terrence McKenna book. Uh huh. Um, about human evolution and and uh, how humans evolved and uh, it it's very <laughs> very oh, interesting. I'm gonna check it out. And uh, just weird stuff like that. Yeah. I love Aldous Huxley and Brave yeah. New World. Great book. I read Hemingway. Um, but I go through phases. I read a lot when I was in the mountains. More recently, do more art and climb. Yeah. And I'm working on my own book, so I don't have time. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. So <laughs> so the, the, with that, I don't really have time to you know, read right so, now. But So when you return to climbing, return to civilization. <laughs> so you made the long journey back yeah. to humanity. So I, I'm curious. So you, what, how strong were you climbing before you took your hiatus? Um, so I think I had climbed a V10 or a few V10s. Okay. Uh, but that was about it. Climb pretty, I could climb V8 super solid. Yeah. Which for back in the day was, that was strong. So, that was strong. Really strong. Yeah. I mean, early 2000s, climbing V10. Big deal. 17 years old. That was like That's huge, man. The legit. hardest thing in like West Coast Pimp, that movie yeah. from like 2000 was V10. That was yeah. the hardest thing done in there. Yeah. Like yeah. fucking Disco Diva V8 was like, oh my god, that's yeah, so was, hard. That's I so know. cool. Well, I know, right? Even in even in frequent flyers, Ob and Boone, they like travel around the U.S. and climb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they're doing V9. I was like V10. 2003, yeah. and then they go to Europe, and there's this Euro, Euro guy who's just like smashing these like V11, 12s, and Ob and Boone are just like. <laughs> I have that on VHS downstairs. Yes. Frequent flyers. I love that one. Frequent flyers. Free Waco. My favorite of all Rampage. time. Rampage. If you haven't seen them, check them out. Check dude. them you out. Got to see them. Don't be a chump. Well, the crazy thing about it is, if you're climbing like V10 in the early 2000s, it's amazing that you stepped away because that shit gets intertwined with your persona, right? How you define yourself, how you feel about yourself, and you were climbing that hard, which is like makes you a big shot at that time. Yeah, truly. Just, and you were just like, I fucking yeah, I don't, don't feel like it anymore. Yeah, I don't like the the I don't know. I just don't. It I'm never not driven, defined you. I'm not driven by that. Yeah, and yeah. and I didn't want to drift towards that. Um, I just didn't. I didn't care about competing in comps. I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted to climb outside and I was drifting towards only being climbing in the gym, only climbing yeah. at the comps, not I was also just intimidated, young, intimidated as out here by myself, new experience, all new people and yeah, I just the people I met were college friends, you yeah. know, partiers, not rock climbers. <laughs> wow. Although I partied a bunch with Dave Marquez. I don't know if you guys if you Dave knew him, Marquez. but he put up a chill style in Eleven Mile Canyon years and years ago. I don't know if I know him or not. But he was a college buddy that partied and was also super strong. <laughs> so when you came back down from the mountains, how'd you get back into climbing again? Like what was that? I just needed something to do. Uh, and you're recentered. Yeah, and I needed something to do. I was really 
I need something else to do. What am I doing? I'm just drawing all the time. Why am I not rock climbing? So I did a psychedelia at the spot, a tape art. Yes. And climbed while I was there doing psychedelia stuff. Yeah. And then realized like, man, I miss climbing. I'm going to rock climb. And then that was it. Boom, done. And just quick. Immediately went to climbing outside. Yeah. And just climb outside, climb outside, climb outside, do all this stuff. Right back in my old ways. Like got my camcorder with yeah. me. <laughs> just trying to do what I was doing. Hanging out with my buddies, being idiots. <laughs> no regrets taking that time off at all. Uh, I mean, sure, totally. I guess I think about it, you know. Uh, <laughs> wow, I could have really been just super strong climber, you know. But, but, um, who knows, man? I mean, but at the same time, I learned so much, yes, and became who I really am now which is a weird ass guy, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, I built all my character in those years, like a yeah. lot of character that defined me, not just as a rock climber anymore. Yeah, for sure. You know, I don't want to just be a rock climber. I, yeah. I don't want to be a one set, one mind type of type of person. That's not, um, I don't know, not inspiring, you know? Yeah. I fucking, <laughs> Man, think it's so admirable. I, I mean, I wish like we could bottle what was in you and sell it to <laughs> sell it to people, to climbers who only define their life through climbing. And not to say there's anything wrong with that, but just to grow outside of it is it's so rare nowadays. Yeah, I and I think it, it's good though that people have something to do. You know, climbing oh, yeah, is sure. amazing. Oh, you go best. to a lot of places and. I go to visit my dad in New York, uh, Long Island. Like, what, what are do you, people doing what here? What do you do? Yeah. What are people doing? My dad's <laughs> like, I don't know. What do you mean? They're working and doing, hanging out. <laughs> what are they doing? I'm like, people are doing. This is. Uh, it freaks me out. That's my hell. Yeah. That is horrifying to me. Just you're, go, okay. It's just suburbia as far as the eye can see. You know. He's like, well, let's go to the beach. I'm like, cool. So then we go to the beach. There's no waves. You're not surfing. You know, you you bob around in the water a little bit, like smack around a paddle and a ball. And you're like, get me the fuck out of here. What are we doing? Hey, man. I mean, I always wonder this too. I'm like, what was I doing in my free time, you know, before? Because like now it's like free time is usually doing climbing stuff. But before you're like, what was I doing? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's just these huge metropolises, though. Is like I get it, man. I'm like, what the fuck? It's just millions of people in these giant buildings and streets. And like, what the fuck? Are you pick up basketball? I mean, like, yeah, kickball yeah. league. So at least climbing is doing that. You yes, know? yeah, it people is outside, bringing people outside. Yeah, um, which is awesome. I totally. Agree. I I wish more people though just had the. You know, let's just go outside today. What are we getting on? I don't know. We're just going to climb whatever. Yes. We're yeah. just going to climb everything we go to. Just get on all of it. Try it. Who cares what it is? Yeah. Let's just go and rock climb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like kind of what I'm about. This is also why people ask me a lot. Why have you not yeah. tried to send something yeah. hard in a long time? Do you have any projects? Yes. Anything like that? I don't, I don't care, man. <laughs> In all honesty, I just want to go out there, find, open up new stuff to the yes. world, 
and just climb like every single rock. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I do want to say, you know, you said that you kind of regret those four years where you're like, I could have gotten so strong, but like, you didn't do that bad coming back to climbing, you know? <laughs> you Like, you got pretty strong still. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, mean, like, you, do, you know, doing Midnight Express is extremely impressive. And, yeah, uh, I got lucky. <laughs> I got lucky on that one. <laughs> so that's a shorty one for sure, you know. It fits real nice dude, for those little guys. Dude, I mean, and gals. Like at the high, I feel like the harder the bouldering grade gets, the more it's just like specific to yeah. the person. Like if you're if you're just this size, like it's gonna feel very different, you know, versus someone who's like six foot tall. Yeah, I think <laughs> anything at your limit, really, because yeah. it's so personal. Uh, anything at the the person who's climbing's limit, it can is specialized, you know. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, doing that climb was awesome. That was a crazy experience for me. I've never I projected one other climb for longer than that. Uh, Freaks of the industry. Yeah. Which was my first V13, which was That's, my goal always I mean, as a yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah. Caesar was there. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were screaming, dude. Oh, I bet. I celebrate. I, <laughs> I mean, celebrate. yeah, dude. I mean, that's a that's a surreal moment, you know, when you're like, holy shit. Like, I always, you know, you you keep those grades in your head like, oh, that's like the, yeah. that's like that really Well, when impossible. I was a kid. Oh, yeah. V13 was the, the probably the, the hardest almost. Well, uh, the, the V14 just, had been done, but V15 just got done. 2000. Yeah. Right as I had started rock climbing. Dreamtime, I think, got climbed in yeah. 2001 or 2000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just a thing. Yeah. And it's like this elusive, totally. But the thing, if you were top, if you climbed V13, you're best in the world. Like yes. that. So that Absolutely. 13, yeah. also my lucky number. My little brother's born that day. So it was a thing for me always. Yeah. So that was cool. But yes. like I was saying, I had never projected anything and been beaten down like I did. Midnight Express. That one got in my <laughs> head to the point where I went five days within two weeks of each other, almost did the boulder, punted on the top. Oh, the man. easy top. And then I w- went back to it maybe once to twice maximum a year for like the next three years. And then I just did it one day, unexpected, 75 degrees outside. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> nine or 10 of my friends there all from Florida besides two Whoa. of them. It was like my old school crew. Megan Martin was there, who I've known since we were kids, 12 and 14. Wow. My buddies, Adam and Artie, who are my first climbing friends in Florida. Special. Um, Caputo, who yeah. I hadn't seen in almost a decade, which just happened to be there. And it was just this crazy experience. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to do it today, you guys. It's way too hot. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. first try of the day, just Dude. boom, on top. Oh man, what a moment. And I was like, wow, (laughs) that, that just puts everything out there. It it shows that none of that stuff that everyone thinks is important is actually important. Yeah. All that's important is like the experience with your friends. If they hadn't been there, that probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And it was because I was just having a good time enjoying myself. Conditions Mm -hmm. didn't matter. My mentality of punting and punting and punting and i was like i'm never gonna do this didn't matter yeah it was that it was just a that special state where yeah you know what that moment of not taking it too serious and actually being there for like what we're all actually there for you're having fun yeah just psyched (laughs) with buddies yeah i mean those are always the best days that is one thing that every climber can almost every climber can agree with yeah 
you always send your fucking hardest when you're, you know what I mean? Especially when your old friends are there who are, they're just like, holy shit, you got strong. <laughs> like, I fucking have no idea. Uh, oh I mean, my yeah, that God. Must, that's I mean, amazing. I don't know how many of your Florida friends kept climbing, but yeah, I mean, if that'd be pretty gnarly. You're like, remember your friend like, yeah, he was pretty strong. He did V8, V8 when it's, it was hard. He did V8s consistently. And you're like, oh <laughs> shit, he just did V14. Blah. Wow, man. Yeah, it was like, it was it was cool like experience for sure and more than the fact that i was able to share it mm-hmm. yeah with my friends that were there at the beginning i know that's the so cool that's and so then cool. they're there it, there's no other way that it would happen it just wouldn't all the other times i was there by myself or with one friend wasn't meant to be yeah but that's because that's what i climb for is the experience yeah which more people do that. Go do that. I know, man. <laughs> and that's why we wanted to have you on, you know, to introduce you and your mentality <laughs> to people outside of Colorado because everybody knows who you are here. But people need to know who you are out there. <laughs> and I've changed a lot. When I was young, I cared. I was going to ask about you know, that. Like, when I'm, you, before you gave it up, like, was it your drive to be a pro i mean you're climbing v10 in 2004 three yeah that's like that's big time and to some extent yes i've always like i said been a dreamer chase my dreams yeah i wanted to be a pro but when i kind of saw more the route i wouldn't thought at least i would need to take i just was no that's not what i want to do at all i just would rather rock climb you mean like being in the gym, training, getting on the comp circuit, going to nationals, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Uh, I literally competed in indoor, what is now USA Climbing. Yeah. One year. The first year I ever rock climbed, yeah. I um, competed. It was JCCA at the yeah. time. Competed in JCCA. I hadn't even been climbing for a year. I think I placed second in the state. And then went to nationals, placed 20-something, I don't know. And um, and then I was like, cool. That was cool. <laughs> now I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this. I don't want to, I don't, this isn't what I want. Yeah. And it was a weird thing. It, it's funny now, my friends that I climbed with, that I climbed with then are like, wow, you really knew. They were like, you knew, dude. You were, why weren't we doing what you were doing, you know? <laughs> but they all still loved it. They wanted to do yeah. the comps. And I would still go to comps because all my friends were there. It was like a thing, you know? But for me, it was go have fun. And so that was the only year I actually did JCCA or USA was not even a year of climbing. And then wow. after that, I was like, no, I'm just going to climb outside. And I did do the Triple Crown. When I was a kid. You won the advanced, advanced section triple of the crown. triple crown? Yeah, when I was a kid. That's crazy. Awesome. Back in the day, beat Brian Voges. Oh, legend. Suck it, Brian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Strong. And I was psyched, dude. Because um, I was just a punk Florida kid, you know? They were like, who the fuck is this kid? Yeah. That's you know, nice, too. Coming out of nowhere. That's nice. And uh, Chris had taken me under his wing and, and just... Took me around and I was just ba 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 ba. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, that was the only competing I did, and it was just more because it was like I was outside, having fun, getting to climb outside, psyched. Yeah. Wow. Um, but I'd say when I first came back, I was driven a lot by grades, 
after my break. Yeah. Okay. Um, definitely. It was, I was new coming back to it. How strong am I really all these years later? Yeah. I was interested. Yeah. And that's why I was so driven. I wanted to climb V13. I wanted to climb V14. Yeah. And I wanted to have projects. And, and then once I kind of reached that goal, once I climbed V13, it kind of dwindled. And that was why Midnight Express probably took me so long. Cause I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. I mean, any project like that where it's so, it's so difficult. It's so at your limit. Like you have to have like a real, real psych for it. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to like go out there and just get, get beat up. Consi- you know, I don't know. You have to have that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's, <laughs> it's hard. hard. You, know, you gotta, <laughs> You're just banging your head against the wall. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, it's like, let's talk about the syntax of it. It's called a fucking project for a reason, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, this, like when you do projects at school, they're hard. When you have a project on your job, fucking takes months. A project in climbing is hard, man. Yeah. You need dedication, and you also need to fucking fight your own demons the entire time. I know, yeah, your head. I don't know if you have inner monologue, but I do. And no, me too. That shit just tells me, you're going to fall. You oh, suck. you're going to fall right here. Oh, you're terrible. You're falling. <laughs> Look at how much you suck. You punter should quit. Punter D. Punter exactly, D. Punter man. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Um, but yeah, I think that once I reached that... Mm-hmm. I, it, my mindset just changed all of a sudden. And I yeah. realized, what am I doing? I'm driven not by the right things. I'm not like I was originally when I was young. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just snapped out of it and realized, and I was like, yeah. Now I feel my friends all the time are like, what? You got to give us a grade. <laughs> what is it? I'm like, I don't know, you know. Oh, in your first yeah. descent? I'm just like, eh. Somewhere between V5 and V10. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I've, I've gone back to that old Chris Sharma mentality. Yeah. 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 Just, I don't know. Try, <laughs> try it. It's fun. Yeah, just try it. You, uh, you tell me. Dude, I don't know. I just, it's just the movement was so good on it. It's just, <laughs> Maybe Colorado's just sinking in too much for me. You know? <laughs> I don't know, man. Colorado's a weird place. When you like when you were saying you were chasing grades when you came back down, I mean, we've all done that. Every single person listening yes. to this oh, yeah. has gone through that phase or currently are in that phase. But that is like the fucking zeitgeist of Colorado at that time, man. That was the mentality. And it still is to this day yeah. for a certain segment of climber. Oh, yeah. I think it's a... No, and not to say there's like very, anything tremendously wrong with it no, either. Not at all. To each his own. Yeah. And it's all about your client's personal personal experience. Just as long as you're enjoying yourself, yeah. who the fuck cares what anybody else thinks? Yeah, yeah. You know, especially with climbing. It's kind of like dancing. Okay. Yeah. This is really how I think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people don't feel comfortable actually. Just expressing themselves in that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Un- unleashing, you know, and just get loose. Like, just do your thing, dude. Who cares? Yeah. You know? <laughs> hey, man. I'm only a slow dancer. I got to admit Whoa. it. Once music gets too fast, I got to leave the dance floor. Oh, Dave gets nervous. Too afraid. <laughs> and my moves are too good. I don't want to fucking shock people. <laughs> um, so, what about... So, you have a handful of sponsors now. Asana, Evolve, Chalk Cartel beast fingers and i'm missing one i think yeah i got a bunch of stuff i i uh 
There's a guy from Florida who makes brushes, Crush Brush. Crush Brush, that's it. And then Indoboard is my first ever sponsor. Indoboard. So, uh, yeah, Indoboard is a balance board. Like, oh, it's right. originally, originally made for surfing. Holy shit, yeah, I, I remember those. Uh-huh, and the guy the who made Velcro it ones are taught the... me how to surf, taught me how to skate. His name's Hunter. He's nice. from Florida. And so I've been riding one of those things my whole childhood. Uh, anytime I do do training, which is... Very rare. Uh, I do indoor board stuff, um, all body weight stuff. And did you feel when you first picked up those sponsors? Did you feel like you had to chase grades though at all? Was a little bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, that was part of it. You know, chase that to get that. And yeah, and then you make, suddenly, make your content. Yeah, but what was surprising is most of them. The way I had got my way in there was through my art or through my content. Yeah. Um, Asana originally, I did some art for artwork for them. I drew a shirt, and then as part of the deal, they were like, "We'll give you a pad too." You know, they paid yeah. me, gave me a pad. I was like, "Cool." Well, now that I have a pad, why don't you guys just put me on the team? Uh, <laughs> and they were like, "And they were like, um." <laughs> Well, the sales pitch. They were like, sure. Oh, why not? Why not? I was like, you don't need to give me another pad. And then I started making a bunch of content and climbing strong. And so then they were like, cool. And now I've been climbing for them since 2013, I think. That's awesome. They're a great company, too. And my thing is, too, that I will not support anything that I don't want to use. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. If I wouldn't use it, I'm not going to be on the team. Yeah. I do not care. It's just how I am, very upfront person. Wow. I was psyched. I did artwork for them because I loved their yeah. I loved their thing, what they were. Yeah. And then it just so happened that I was able to get on the team, and now they're still, to this day, my favorite. I love Jamie, who owns it. I love what he's doing. He's taken feedback from us, the new... You know, we had talked to him for years about doing new straps, and mm-hmm. and it's and it's cool. It's cool to be with him and and uh, Chalk Cartel. I love Timmy, and yeah, yeah. his mentality is very similar to mine. Very just fuck you. I'm out here doing my thing. Yeah, totally. I don't, I don't care what anybody else is thinks about it or is doing. I'm just gonna do my thing. You know, that's yeah. what we're all here to do. That is Chalk Cartel. Yeah, and for sure. All <laughs> those guys are like, fuck it, man. We're making Chalk. Um, and that one was funny. It, it was I had just left Friction Labs because they didn't want. They wanted me to take down some of my content. What? I'm not doing that. I am me. That's me. I'm yeah, gonna do what? my thing. So. Oh, good for fuck you. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So dropped that, and then just like. Got some free chalk cartel before they had even come out. And then I was like, yo, I really like this. So then I just reached out and was like, hey, I like this. I mm-hmm. I don't care if you guys give me, I will buy it. I don't care. And then I ended up being their first athlete. Sick. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. And then they wow. then they picked up Ben Hanna and, and it was just me and him for a long time. Wow. But it, so everything that I do is because I actually love it. I climbed in La Sportiva for years, years, <laughs> never wanted to change. I got given a pair of agro prototypes years ago um, from Paul that didn't fit him the way before the shoe had come out. Yeah. Instantly fell in love, reached out to them and was like, I want to 
support this. Yeah. And now to this day, I switched shoes with them, but that's still like the shoe I wear is my favorite shoe. Yes, that's super wow. cool. Out of all the things. Yeah. So I just, it's, I've just been lucky enough that the people that I like, like. want to, <laughs> that they like me. That's yeah. it. You know, um, otherwise I wouldn't do it. Well, you bring something really interesting to the table for companies too. So it's a symbiotic relationship. Like they're making a good business decision by bringing you on because you have fucking art. You have a mentality that's unique. You're a first ascensionist. Yeah, who first really... ascensionist are the best. <laughs> yeah. We, we were struggling with how to ask the question. Yeah. <laughs> first ascendant because it's always the goofiest question to ask. Like, why do you do that? A fucking because it's the best. Because first ascending is the gold standard of climbing. It's yeah, the it, best way to climb. But how did you get, like, did you have a mentor that... Because you kind of got to see people first ascending before you're like, oh, that's a fucking possibility. I, I guess to some extent, but also it was the it was how I grew up. When yeah. we went out, we had what, Dr. Topo. People oh my God, listening yeah. to this probably don't even know what that is. <laughs> Dr. Topo is an old, old guide that you just printed on the internet on paper. Staple in the middle. Fold it up a certain way, yeah. staple it, crummy drawings, like... Black and white. And so most of the time we just went out and climbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that is the first ascent mentality. And back then, no one was out there climbing, so stuff was dirty. And I'm used to that. I'm used to brushing stuff off. I'm used to putting the first chalk on the climb, whether it had been climbed or not. Um, Because no one was climbing back then. People weren't climbing outside. People weren't climbing hard enough. And I don't know. So then when I fell into first ascents, it was just because I was, want to climb everything. Yeah. I don't care. Super cool. I want to climb everything, and I I don't care if it has chalk on it. I don't care if it's crummy, if it's good, if it's the best climb in the area, if it's the worst. I just like it's new. You it's know, yours. I want to climb it. It's new. And the thing about a first descent is how many. I I try to say this to people. How many things in the world. Do you get to be the first person ever in the fucking history of time (laughs) to have this experience? You are the first person having this specific experience ever. No one has ever experienced this. Yeah. That is special. Yeah. That is a cool thing. It's hard to put in words even beyond that. And I think think there's something really cool about the fact that what you find and share can also end up becoming like a classic, you know, or something that people go and repeat. Because like we all know the classics. Most of my boulders are chalks. Let's be realistic. (laughs) (laughs) I have a fucking, I got a question for you about this first. I was fucking, as a little kid, I was like addicted to doing this. I'd like stand up and fucking do a somersault and like twist my body Whoa. around and tap my head five times. And I was like, mom, <laughs> it like in front of my mom. And I'd be like, I bet no human has ever done that before <laughs> in, their, in the history of the world. Like I do a two minute fucking crazy Cirque du Soleil dance. Did you guys do that? Did you ever I, have those experience? Because I did that all the time when I was a kid. was first ascending in his front yard, dude. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. But it's true. You're, you're just doing something. You're like, I bet no human has ever done those exact same moves before. Oh, yeah. It's so I mean, fucking weird. It's, but a, it, it's a weird thing. It's 
It's cool. I had an inappropriate joke there, but I wasn't going to make it. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I'm I, mean, you free. <laughs> you have, I, I did some in, uh, 8A stalking. And, uh, dude, you have some crazy first ascent stats on your 8A. Like, 50% of your V11s that you've done on 8A are your first ascents. That's cool. Which is fucking crazy. And, like, same with, like, all the other ones. You're, Damn, you're... that's crazy. I never even knew that. <laughs> that's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> but that's sick, you yeah. know? Like, those are climbs that you found on your own. I mean, that's... There's a lot of stuff I haven't logged, too. I, I know, just... and I was going to say, like, I'm sure there's stuff that you haven't put on there, but it's underrated or understated saying like the amount of energy that goes into finding yeah. boulders mm-hmm. cleaning them then trying them you know like that's that's hard <laughs> yeah. yeah finding beta independent of anybody yeah. else you yeah. know what i mean but that i got a little bit of an advantage being a short person i am trained as a rock climber to always find my own beta i yeah. do tend towards doing stuff i like to try and do at the big boy way I don't know if people have noticed, but I'm five foot three. If you watch my videos and you're five foot three and you can't do my beta, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I think that's just comes with being small. Yeah. You're used to it. You're yeah. used to thinking outside of the box, coming up with fresh ideas. I love breaking beta. Oh, yes. yeah. That's a good feeling. <laughs> it's a good feeling. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It's fun. It's cool. You're like, aha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, man. Every time I see Caesar, like one of his videos, I'm like, oh, I got to fucking watch this. I want to get the beta for this. And I watch him do it. I'm like, no fucking way would I ever <laughs> yeah. do. He has whack he beta. Just, he has such whack beta, but he's like 5'3 as well. He's, yeah, he uh, he's a little bit bigger. He's 5'5, five, five, I think. 5'5. Five, five. But I got Caesar beat on wingspan. I have plus 5. Oh, so that's good. My yeah. wingspan is 5'8. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's pretty nice. Yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, pretty so I can nice. do the big boy boulders uh, most of the time, and I can do big boy beta most of the time, but sometimes not so much. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes more comfortable just to fucking break it, find the intermediate. You know Kim Lee Tuxhorn? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. He's a little dude, too. Yeah. He fucking just spends his life breaking beta. Yeah. My buddy Jack is very good at breaking beta. But most of the time what he's doing is way more heinous. But he's like, no, nah, dude, this is way dude, easier. Dude, yeah. Like, There's always so that strong. person who like... like <laughs> so strong. Is it, yeah, you, you, I don't, what you don't realize is you're extremely strong and one day you're going to figure out good beta finally and then you're going to level up so hard. But right now you're just breaking your way through this boulder. <laughs> like, oh, he's got amazing <laughs> beta. Yeah. So he's the one that found the new beta on great war for civilization that Ooh, oh yeah, yeah everyone had a panic attack about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right because it used to be a like a 13 right and now it's yeah it was been... hard and now it's good for him that's know, awesome maybe double digit <laughs> <laughs> wow that's also a Holy weird shit. thing when that happens right you're like well yeah this, yeah i've been climbing with some ridiculously strong people recently and they'll do beta then I'm like, great, this is excellent beta if you're not worried about like getting tired or yeah. like or you're just strong enough to yeah. do it. And it's like, me, I'm gonna spend some more time on that segment because that is extremely difficult. Someone me. just said that last night. I was like, well no, that's good beta on that climb. They're like, yes, but it's a V six and that's V eight beta. And yeah. I was like, Oh. Uh, I was like, I, they're like, You don't understand the body tension. I was like, All right, all right, oh, whoa, shit. All right. <laughs> shit. <laughs> wow so is that is that what so what are you up to right now outside of climbing like what what do you you're setting 
So I'm setting. Oh, yeah. I work for Eldorado Climbing Walls, traveling the country, building climbing walls. Super sweet gig. Yeah. Love it. That sounds great. Really rad. I've been learning a lot, learning how to weld. Whoa. Really sweet. Yeah. Is Eldorado the company that makes those really nice wood walls? So we just started making wood walls. We built okay. Spot Denver. Yeah. And we are just finishing up the new Evo Golden Gym, like all bouldering gym that's opening up very soon. You work with Star? And then, yeah, so I work with Star. All right on. Yeah, I have not worked with Star yet, but Star got me the job. Oh, cool. Uh, I climb with Star a lot. Yeah, yeah. I climbed with him for two straight seasons in Bishop. Nice. Before he was Star Strong. Yeah. Now he's fucking Star Strong. Yeah, now he's Star (laughs) Yeah, Star has a saying. He's like, Hunter's beta is always right. Fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) I love that kid, man. He's a good kid. He's like, every time you give me beta, I'm like, Hunter, fuck off. And then 30 minutes later, I'm like, all right, what's the beta? And then I do it right away. And I'm like, God, I hate you. I hate you, <laughs> I'm Star. like, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm just Star. Trying to help. I'm just trying to help, dude. He's like, your beta's always right. It's frustrating. <laughs> oh, man. So what you're, and then you're setting it. Setting Evo? it Evo. And then I also set for Eldo. I travel around. We build a lot of college walls. Yeah. Um, and, and so I set for the college walls. Pretty sweet gig. Yeah. Um, but I get to do some interesting stuff, you know, <laughs> there are construction sites, weird stuff going on. OSHA is there oh, yeah. shit. setting at OSHA is pretty interesting. And, oh yeah. And also people look at you like you're crazy. You get up on the rope, you're setting on a rope. They're like, what the hell is this dude doing? <laughs> they're with a bucket with holds. Like they, yeah. people look, you know, they have no idea what's going on. You know, they're all construction workers that do electricity and they con- just, they're like, what the f-? They just see danger. Yeah, They're danger. Like, yeah, everything the guy's doing, dangerous. Yeah, I had, and recently we had to aid climb a wall. We had a, we had a wall that had no ropes hanging from it, and we had no top of the wall access, and we had to get <laughs> to the top of the wall. So we had to aid aid climb, bolt ladder, like up uh, <laughs> up a gym wall. <laughs> Down. And uh, yeah, so it's cool. And so then I also set for Evo uh, occasionally. Just here and there. Yeah. Uh, I'll be setting for the comp this coming over Valentine's Day weekend. And then I'm also doing the opening set for the new gym. So I'm psyched about that. That'll nice, be a man. lot of fun. I love setting. I mean, yeah. How'd you learn that? Who was your mentor? Was it the spot, your first setting gig? Uh, Pretty much my first setting gig. I had set for you to have a home wall, sweet home wall, uh, living in Florida, three friends that had home walls that oh I had helped God. build. Uh, all different woodies. One buddy had like a barn that was massive. And then another buddy had like a little small dinker. And another buddy had like a really small dinker wall (laughs) that we climbed on a lot. And then I had set at my home gym a little bit here and there, just occasionally. And then, yeah, I set at the spot for six, five, six years. Um, And then now I'm just doing other stuff. Freelance setter. Is that when... So you shaped a little bit with Kilter, right? I did, well before Kilter was Kilter, I did like get to go into Ian's studio and like shape with him a little bit. I never like made in the spot. I in the spot when behind the, the walls. Yeah. Yeah, I would so go funny. there with him and we'd hang out and I never made any holds actually. I never okay. any 
we never did anything poured, but I went in there. I did more sculpture stuff than holds, kind of. I just got crazy with it and made some really weird sculpture flower. <laughs> I didn't oh. make climbing holds. I got. I was. I did. I did art. Uh, I saw a picture of one of your like major art. Yeah. Ian is incredibly talented. Dude, he's I mean, so, Ian's the best in the world. Birthday today too. Happy birthday. Happy Ian birthday, Ian. Yeah, happy it was birthday. either today or yesterday. Yeah, it might have been yesterday. But he's. It was yes. cool. It was cool being there and seeing him do that and in the early stages just like foam everywhere behind the wall yeah that was cool and i'd done psychedelia at the spot for so long um 2016 spongebob was amazing yeah that was my favorite one (laughs) that was my favorite too yeah they were like we're doing under the sea i was like cool i'm doing spongebob (laughs) (laughs) hunter can you not do spongebob i was like no no. i'm doing spongebob like jellyfishing are you kidding me yeah. yeah you're doing under the sea this is my one opportunity don't take this uh, from i'm me. jumping on it don't take this and then from after me. that it kind of states then they picked themes where they were i could just do i was like all about disney dude. how's that been man like doing art with tape it's cool i'm not doing it anymore oh you're not okay not doing it anymore didn't do it this last year um but it was a lot of fun. It was sweet. I did it for 10 years. Ah, so cool. Such yeah. a unique thing. Yeah, it was, it was, I had really developed the technique. It took a long time. But the first one I did was super simple. Nick Sherman, fellow Floridian mm-hmm. climber. He put up Wildcat, F.A. in, in uh, Upper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And he is an old Florida buddy. He just called me up and he was like, you should come in. We're doing all this tape art. He was setting at That's the spot awesome. at the time, 2007, 2008, maybe. And I went in there and did some tape art, and then that was it. I did it every year after that. Wow, <laughs> man. Even when I wasn't climbing. I Then that's when I was on the break. And yeah. so I wasn't climbing, what? and I was still going there every year and do it. That's hilarious. Well, they fucking send like a pigeon up to you up and outside yeah. of there. They get a hold of you. It was interesting. There was years where they were like, how do we get a hold of Hunter? <laughs> like that was the thing they had probably like we got a fireworks and, and then I would, your life. I would just show up and be like all right guys i need some volumes to paint and i'll be here and they'd be like we were wondering how we were getting like it's you alive. emerged yeah <laughs> you know so, oh, those years were horrible for my mother oh, oh man. she must have hated that she's like, no fuck, way Hunter? to get a hold of me she's like what if what if you I don't know. Something's gonna happen. You're gonna choke. Oh yeah, you know, mom like, can't mom's like that. Fine. I'm in the. It's fine. I'm. I'm becoming a man. And <laughs> mom, you got a super good relationship with your mom. Yeah, I talk to and, my mom a lot. That's a, great. A couple times a week. She's oh awesome. God. Super supportive. That's what I was gonna ask. Very supportive. Oh, that's Pretty much great, most man. supportive, nicest mother. Oh. In the world. Yeah. Like kill you with kindness oh it's great shouts to hunter because when D a kid Mama. chooses climbing and, and art and art yeah <laughs> parents are like fucking accounting is also something to do. <laughs> yeah they're like oh great choice <laughs> you're gonna be fucking broke yeah you are gonna be but you know i did food stamps for a long time that was awesome medicaid like i'm on medicaid yeah hey fucking- and but with eldo now Make good money, get to travel. I've done a lot of trips in the past year, pretty yeah, much. Man, My nice. life has changed a lot working for Eldo. That's super. Went cool. to Telluride, put up. I don't. I put up over thirty boulders in Telluride. New boulders. Fuck yeah. Sandstone, quartzite stuff. Wow. Some of the coolest stuff I've ever put up. I've heard Telluride's amazing. 
insane it's, yeah it's so locals only though right it's tough to is it tough to navigate i've never been i really really want to go yeah it's pretty they're pretty pretty tight-lipped pretty tight-lipped yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what i hear but, you know i got i don't know somehow i get the you know you know hunters here dude it's it's, it's <laughs> like there's no secret why <laughs> he's like you know my this homie just it's like come on down i got plenty of stuff for you to try and then went down there we became really good buddies and then i just kept going down and just putting up insane rock climbs and there's nobody yeah there's but nobody out there that's why i like the first ascent thing too not just for the experience of what we were talking about earlier being the first person and all of that but you get to go out there and there is nobody yeah you go out in the woods yes you and your buddy hey yeah it's it's becoming more and more an appealing option you know yeah. just as climbing's growing and it's it, the areas that were once as you're describing are now overflowing <laughs> yeah gem packed yeah i went back to rocktown and oh yeah it was different. i hadn't been there in 12 years Very different. last time i went i saw two people in 3 weeks and it was it was madhouse you know it's fucking all different man yeah so it's all like that so that is why the first ascent thing is also special it forces what i want to do i want to go outside I can't say that enough times throughout this whole conversation that we're having is that <laughs> I just want to be outside, outside all the time. Oh yeah. The only time I'm going to be inside is when it's like, you know, it's really crummy outside or like I just worked for 16 days straight or climbed for 16 days straight. Yeah. I'm going to go sit on my couch and watch the Goonies probably and <laughs> do, do nothing or, or I'm going to draw. Yeah. Um, but it's all about that. It's go outside, be in the woods. Living in the cabin gave me a major appreciation for that feeling comfortable there. The cabin was cool. I had I have some crazy stories. I had <laughs> I woke up one night to some banging. Whoa. I had my friends visiting from Ohio. I told them before we went to bed, hey, there are wild animals here. We're in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. Yeah. There's two doors to the house. Yeah. One to the mudroom, that's where the trash was. That door keeps the animals out, keeps my dog out. Front door keeps the dog out from the mudroom. Yes. So it's like, you got to lock both the doors. Yes. What do they do? Go out to their van in the middle of the night to do something, come back in, don't lock the doors. Oh! I wake up three in the morning, like, go, 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 go. And I'm like, oh, no. What the hell is that? Then, bah, like, loud bang, and then, <laughs> oh, yeah, we all know what that noise is. That's oh, Smokey the Bear coming yeah, in. Oh, that's door opening yeah and i just am like oh shit and i lived in the cabin by yeah. myself so i had a firearm for for this yes. type yes. of reasons yeah so i'm like grab my gun i'm butt naked go running towards my front door <laughs> and i'm like and there's a bear standing it's on all fours holy shit in the front door just like Yo, chilling and my dog comes running out the corner like for she's a really intense was a really intense dog like no other animals in the house so yeah. she's like foaming at the mouth the shit out of the I'm, bear i'm holding her back holding my 45 <laughs> butt naked and i'm like daisy i'm like and i'm like fuck like screaming at the top of my head. i'm like please just walk out the house my friends who are visiting from ohio wake up on the couch <laughs> to just me this whole scene oh my God. and they're like Oh, what is going on? You know, and this bear is oh my God. two feet away from me. And I I just had a moment with this bear. Yeah. And I was like, dude, just bear. please, I don't want to shoot you. 
like just walk Peace out, out. <laughs> just walk out of the house please <laughs> and i swear to god this thing was like all right just starts backing out of the door puts its arm in the trash can and just slides out of the house with the trash can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buddy. And I'm just like, boom, lock the door, boom, lock the door. And I'm just looking out the window and this bear's just like, yeah. ravaging through this trash can and then just leaves. And my friends are like, what? And I'm just there like talking. Na- I'm holding a gun, butt naked. like, And I'm like, look what you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> They're, They're like, we're never coming back to Colorado <laughs> again. What's funny is they moved... Like two miles down the road. Uh, wow. Three months later. Whoa. So they, like they were one of the people crazy. that would give me rides to the grocery store. <gasps> Look what you guys <laughs> fucking did. <laughs> Imagine the story that fucking Bear is telling. Yeah. He goes back to his buddies like, dude, that was so fucking intense. Oh, there was this monster guy. dog, this naked human with yeah. a, a gun, and his two buddies were asleep. I was so afraid. So I just grabbed the trash can and went outside. I love the bear just being like, it was a, I'm going to take that was, with me. Like He's It was like, out of a movie. It was a yeah. cartoon. I was like, this is not happening right now. Oh, my God. That's that does sound great. extremely surreal. Yeah. And I had two mountain lion experiences up Ooh. there. Yeah, they're up there. You got to oh, yeah. watch out for your dogs up there. For yeah, God's so sake. I had one try to swoop my dog oh, fuck. Uh, twice in a week. Oh, and it came within like 15 feet of me. Whoa, wow. dude, you're lucky. It's it was crazy. I've seen seven mountain lions in my life. Oh, uh, they're so scary, crazy, man. Seven, six of them in the wild. Those things will just kill you. It's I don't know one why. Thing I see. Why they want? Why I get to see them? But I'm so I, jealous. I've I never seen a one. Huge knife when yes. I go looking for boulders. I'll tell you. Okay, what. that's. <laughs> I remember reading like an old Dave Graham like blog, and he's like. You know, one of my deep secret fears is that I'm, I'm just going to get taken away by mouth. <laughs> yeah. Because he spent so much time, like, in the wilderness. Yeah, walking around. Yeah, I think about crystals. it all the time. Chad Greedy, did you see his post the other day? He said he just saw his first mountain uh-huh. lion. Yeah. He's a fucking big time first ascensionist out in the wild for oh, yeah. decades. Yeah. And he just saw his first one. I've it's, never seen one. It's it's interesting. It's I feel like certain people have more animal experiences i don't know yeah, why yeah. but it just hey maybe i've had so i've seen a bunch of bears in my life yeah. i've had a, a baby cub within 10 feet of me like, <laughs> You're like just oh. walk out of the woods and i was like oh man <laughs> like i had when i lived in the cabin i had a family of meese mooses whatever yeah. you, whatever Moose it is <laughs> flock of moose that would come to my house and hang flock out <laughs> that's the title of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you just wake up in the middle of the night and look out and you just see they're just well they would just come and, they would just come and hang out i would yeah. sit in the backyard and read yeah. i had yeah. a couch back there and i would just chill be outside these flock of moose would just <laughs> come strolling up and they would just yeah, they would just hang out and they would eat the aspen trees in my yard they'd be 10 15 feet away from me didn't care at all and they're usually extremely aggressive man i'd be yeah, yeah i've had a couple experience with moose and they flocks of meese. Those du- <laughs> those dudes are fucking big and scary, man. Yeah, yeah. Big but and not scary. if they're just like grazing Chilling. on the trees next to you as you're reading in your backyard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. First time I ever went to Rocky Mountain National Park, I was just hiking, turn a corner, and just face to face with a moose, and we both simultaneously were like, <laughs> <laughs> just turned and just like ran. I, ran. Yeah. I got a fucking bear story. I w- it was like 2005, and I was chalking up to get on Hagen's Wall. 
Oh, at Flagstaff. Yeah. Wow. Just at Flagstaff. Classic. No big deal. Go climb it. And I hear all <laughs> of this crashing behind me, you know, down on the slope behind it. And I look down and I don't see anything. And it keeps coming and I'm like, fuck, man. So I look down again and it looks like somebody's carrying their crash pad on their head. You know how you do that sometimes? Yeah, yeah. And I was turning around to be like, dude, fucking take some care. <laughs> Leave no trees. <laughs> yeah. With like the trees <laughs> is what I was turning. And I look back and five feet away from me was a bear Holy in shit. front of fucking Hagen's wall. Carrying a, <laughs> carrying a crash pad. Yeah, and carrying a crash pad on his head. Right, you heard that too, right? <laughs> That's what I thought it was because I looked down and I'm like, oh, dude. Um, but I had a fucking dog too and my coward ass dog didn't do a thing. It was like he got shot by a stun gun. He was just like, his eyes were wide open like the biggest fucking dog I've ever seen. But I just clapped three times. It was like, bear, bear, bear. And it fucking tore ass out of there. They're oh. so afraid. God, if I would have let my dog, she would have ravaged it. Oh, it would have murdered her. But she yeah, would have God. definitely gone. She would have bitten it right in the cats, face. Though. They oh. are. They don't like dogs. Yeah, they, they are very scared of dogs. of dogs. Yeah, that's probably why it. Yeah, why I got lucky. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Well, why is that human holding a hot dog at yeah. me? Like looking at your gun. Yeah. <laughs> but now, when I don't have a gun anymore, and when I moved out of the mountains, I sold it, sold it, and uh, now I just carry a huge knife when I'm yeah. doing the guidebook stuff. I'm yes. by myself. I got hiked everything and um man i'm just i just carry a massive knife i'm like i i saw a family of foxes recently which was oh, rad awesome dude three little cool little dudes. baby oh, foxes dude, they're so cute so oh cute. my god i walked over this thing and i was like whoa that looks like an animal's living there so i didn't think anything of it kept walking yeah. and when i was hiking down i saw this fox and it it stopped and made eye contact and it was looking all sketchy like and i was like huh and i was like oh it's kind of by that what looked like a den. Aww. And then I saw three little... Oh, my God. One was all black, one was all gray, and then one was mixed grayish, oh, reddish color. So cute. They're such skittish little dudes. Oh, oh I love Yeah, boxes. so cute. But, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting hiking around. I'm a little guy. I'm like... When is a mountain lion going to come out of a... Uh, I'm like, oh, sick overhang. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that human looks delicious. Dude, you need a first ascension is chain mail. You know, yeah. just walk around in chain mail. <laughs> exactly. Look like the Mandalorian walking around. Um, let's talk about... Yeah, the we guidebook. We can't end this before we talk about the guidebook. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What's the guidebook what is project? It? Okay, so... You know, um, <laughs> I'm working on the new front range yeah! bouldering guide. Thank God. Um... <laughs> I have a long way to go. Uh, it's definitely... Dude, it's... Holy shit. Dude, you There is a... so much rock on the front range. It's a thankless job, too, dude, to write a guide. Who and, are you writing it for? Uh, so I'm writing it for Sharpend, which is okay. who did the old book. Uh, the one that we all have, Colorado Front Range Matt Bouldering. Matt Samet, Philip Benningfield. Yes, yeah. those guys. <laughs> so I'm redoing that book. Um, you know, obviously I'm using their book as a guide for yes, some things. for sure. Um... But I'm rewriting the whole thing, starting nice. from scratch. Everything's brand new from photos, descriptions, everything. 100% brand new. Uh, I'm just using their book as a reference yes. for names, uh, historical yeah. things, things like this. Uh, but yeah, so the thing that I'm doing that's different, um, I, I'm still talking to the publisher, to Fred and everything about what we're going to do. But it'll probably be a multi-book 
Ooh. release. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because I'd like to get information out there sooner mm-hmm. as opposed to later uh, with including the South Platte. Oh, um, yes. Yes. It's, I mean, I'm, it'll have Newland Creek. It'll have nice. uh, Thunder Ridge. It'll have everything in 11 Mile Canyon, 11 Mile Reservoir, Heaven's Gate. Most likely I'm going to include Pikes Peak, um, Oak Creek. This is all. Uh, then you have Cathedral Spires and Kelsey Holy Campground shit, and all this stuff on Decker's Road uh, that's uh, n- not documented anywhere. Yeah. Uh, most of this stuff isn't. Uh, and so I'm doing my best to talk to everybody, anybody, if you have any information on <laughs> anything, literally from Fort Collins to Newland Creek, that is. Jesus Christ, that is range. a huge swath of land. <laughs> yes, that is front range season um, is the way I'm pretty much, you know, writing this is if it is front. So I might, that's why I might not do pikes. I'm trying to decide everything. Austin Guyman was very helpful and yeah. gave me so much information. Like, thank you, dude. Oh my God. Insane. <laughs> he is the man. The, yeah. And, um, so I have so much information for the South Platte that it is just all word of mouth stuff. And I I mean, I am adding, it, it, it's going to add hundreds of boulders, yes. thousands of boulder oh, problems. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I'm getting... All of the St. Vrain stuff that's gone up, obviously, yeah. and, and so much in the Flatirons and Eldo and uh, across the board, realistically, there's whole new areas that have never been in a guidebook before that will be... Fucking Newland's never been in a guidebook. There is an old guidebook. That oh, is there? Jamie Rushford, Rutherford, uh, Rushford. I oh, don't know yeah, how to pronounce yeah, his name, yeah. but he made a guidebook years ago, but it was small and he didn't make a lot of them and uh, it kind of just stayed local. Um, but yeah, I just, that's why I'm wow. going to probably do a multi-book release because there's yeah, so, so much. much. My thing is too, I want it to be proper. I don't want people getting lost, going yes. off trail, hiking oh. all over the place. Dude. Um, I'm, my goal is to have pins for everything as well as very descriptive destruct instructions, um, maps. You know, I'm working with Google. I have permission from Google to actually be able to use Google Earth and everything for my maps. That's so I can cool. have a real yeah, yeah, aerial yeah. and I have a drone, but real aerial photos of things. Um damn dude. I'm trying to do it right. I, I'm trying to make sure the history gets done right. Yeah. That's the most intimidating I, part. And yeah, I mean dude, the the fucking clap back you'll hear if it's wrong is, is yes. like terrifying. Yeah, exactly. You get one shot at it. Um, and s- I'm trying to include first descent history. I want oh, that. Nice. I think that's important. It's a historical it thing. And a lot of these people are people that are leading the forefront of the sport and bringing it to new people and expanding it and allowing it to even hold the capacity that, it's reaching, you know, if new boulders aren't going up, people aren't finding new stuff, then it's just going to destroy what we have. And so I also want that. I want to be able to spread people out properly. It's something that I've talked to Stephen Jeffries about with Joe's Valley guidebook that he's been working on for a long time. It's just part of the hope of the guidebook too, is to open up new areas so that it can spread people out. Yes. Hey man, I mean, First of all, I'm super psyched to hear someone is 
that's as passionate as you are about it, working on it. Because no offense to that 2012 Colorado bouldering book, but the Bob Haran one. No, no, the oh the, god. I mean that one. It's terrible. Is, is, I mean, I think that, that one literally has Flagstaff. I don't care. That one literally has Flagstaff boulders in the flat iron section of that book, I'm pretty sure. There's like an entirely misnamed area. It's awful, man. It's not great. Classic, but, dude. <laughs> but like, it's fucking awful. Everybody knows it. I'm not, we're not breaking any news here. <laughs> it's classic, dude. <laughs> I've got all of Bob Bob's books so um, that I'm, you know, interpreting. <laughs> Uh, for Dude, historical purposes, I, and are you um, using like a Rosetta Stone for that? <laughs> yeah. I want to meet that guy. The Rosetta Stone guy. is the Grateful Dead. <laughs> so if you're into the Grateful Dead, you can, you know, interpret Bob Haran's. Uh, <laughs> that guy is a character, man. I, oh, I followed him for a little bit on Instagram. I was like, I can't do this anymore. He'll <laughs> 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 blast I'm, you with info. I'm just like so confused so. all the time by his weird. What's wild is he's done so much. He's found so yeah. much. Yes. Some new, one of the best boulders that I put up. No one else has done it. It's unrepeated. I haven't really shared it, but it's in his new book. I haven't put out a video or anything. I'm a little more low key these days, I guess. Working on the guidebook is yeah. so focused on that. Um, yeah. But uh, you know he has shared he shared so much with me, but he is so cryptic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he pretty much gave me a. a he's like you know, uh, follow the sun up to the western slopes of the <laughs> solar dome where it reaches its brightest rays oh on the happiest God. of hours of the brightest day or some crazy shit. And I was like, huh? <laughs> that kind of sounds a- like I should walk here, and I walked right to the boulder. Oh, Whoa. Yeah, I showed it to my awesome. friends and they were like, how did you, what? Dude. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> we, we just speak the same language. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but that's part of all of this too, is that I'm trying to talk to so many people yes. and it is. So if I get anything wrong, I'm sorry, but hey, man. you know, suck it up. It's all meant to be a guide. <laughs> it's not written in stone. You know, if something is downgraded, suck it up. If something gets upgraded, whoop the fucking do. It's here. Yes. I'm trying to put something together so people can go yeah. and get to the place they're trying to get to properly and enjoy themselves. Dude, fuck yeah. yeah I mean, and not lose history, you know, as much as, how, as I can. How long have you been working on it? A year. Nice. And I still have a long way to go. I have collected a lot of information. Uh, one of the hard things, though, is drawing the line. When know, do I when stop, you stop? Accept, yeah. accepting new things? Oh, my um, God. Yeah. And so there's a couple things that I'm still kind of waiting on. I have some buddies putting up a bunch of boulders in a new area. Yeah. Uh, that I'm, you know, I want to get, I want that to be in there. It's something that will be awesome. Mm-hmm. Like a massive new. I, I mean, it's it's so many boulders, so well, I gotta I gotta have that in there, you know. <laughs> and, and I'm a perfectionist a little bit, so I'm trying to be a little bit looser about that, not be as anal. Um, but I just don't want I want it to go right. I want it to yeah. work right. I mean, it's a good example of what I just said about Haran's book, right? And <laughs> fair or unfair, that's the way I felt about his his book. Not about his previous ones, which are like museum pieces you know that like the horse tooth are like northern. it's all drawn out and it's all hand drawn yeah, and they're like, little tiny yeah. books those are oh, yeah. but this new like you gotta get it right you gotta spend time to do it right yeah 
Yeah, it's a... Uh, and it's thankless if you don't. That's what I was saying. It's a very overwhelming experience. Amen. A lot of people are like, oh, cool, you're writing a guidebook, cool. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm writing a guidebook that's like, could be... 20 guidebooks based on yeah, some no, guidebooks. No, seriously, yeah, seriously. You're, you're... It's so... So I want to break it up. Um, I'm still talking to them about that, but I don't want people carrying around a fucking Bible. Yeah. You know, I want to have a north, a center, and a south. Yes. That um, seems extremely reasonable. Break it up that way, and this way, something is out there sooner, and then the next one's out there sooner, mm-hmm. and then... The next one's out there sooner, you know. Yes. Um, Instead yeah, of yeah, we'll waiting. see what happens. You know, uh, it's uh, <laughs> I have some potential ideas, like new ideas that I might do as well uh, that I have in the works that will be kind of cool. Uh, potential ways to link beta videos with the book, so if yeah. people are interested in that, they can. That's right. Speaking. Kind of, I ha- well, what I have the web- master beta. Um, it's I just gone. haven't. Yeah, it, 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 I, I still own it. I still yeah. have it all. Um, just our, my buddy that was doing everything for me, yeah. uh, shut down his whole business and his server and everything, and switched to a new thing, a uh, new career, and so I just haven't found a programmer to re-suit it to go on to a new format. And mm-hmm. I've been kind of just preoccupied with the book. <laughs> sounds yeah, like man. So I haven't done it. Um, it's such a huge project. People don't, I don't, I it's don't think very, people understand. Yeah, it's a lot. It's so much. I mean, every time I work on it, I'm like, wow, I just worked on it for so much. I'll, I'll go places for a whole weekend and I'll just spend my whole weekend there. I'll spend a day hiking around, take a picture of everything, writing down everything. Then I want to go and climb everything. For the most part, I know, and you kind of have to climb a bunch of it. Yeah, and I, well, I don't want to put something out there that, oh yeah, you know, like I can look at the climb and be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll start on crimps, climb the crimps to an easy mantle, and then people get there and they're like, dude, the mantle's the crux. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> and so I, yeah. I, which is probably an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation of myself. My goal is to climb at least like ninety percent of the climbs. That's awesome. And so that's what I've been doing, going around, spending days documenting, spending days climbing. And so well, the, it's, I just want, I, I want to do it right. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you're, have you have such a good, you're, you have the perfect skill set for this. You have this, the ability to climb these climbs. Uh, you have the, you have the art skill and like, I don't know. It's And you got a great publisher behind you. Yeah. So I'm very psyched to be working too with Sharpend. I, I really... It's cool. I'm going to hopefully do most of the book design myself. I don't know yeah. a lot about the program, but they're, you know, uh, Sarah, their main designer, she does all the books. She's helping me. You know, she's working on Jamie's book right now, which I think is hopefully coming yeah, out pretty what the soon. Heck? Nice. So his book and my book will pretty much butt up to each other. Nice. And, um, oh, shit. That's going to be an exciting time for Colorado right there. Yeah. Except mine will be out. a bunch. Mine will be a couple books. So at least two. I would like to do three, but we'll see what happens. I got to convince them, you know, um, and it's, it's based too on how much content kind of, I'm not including the pooter. Ben Scott just released his pooter book and it's so massive wow. that 
it, it just adds a whole nother book. You know, he just did a Poodle yeah, book that has like 600 boulder poems in it or something. 450 wow, boulder holy poems. Holy shit. I have it right there on the bookshelf. I, I my that massive collection of front range guidebooks and Colorado guidebooks. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, so mine will butt up to Ben's. Uh, ben will have a, you know, hopefully I'm going to have him been talking to him about having a little write up in there saying, you know, he has a book with all the things. Here's his yep. favorite climbs. These are the classics. This is some info about Pooter. But yeah, get, that get his book, you know, and then my book will, you know, butt right up to Jamie's. Everything that's not in Jamie's yes. will be in mine and vice versa. Dude, that's so exciting. That'll take care of the Alpine, the Pooter, and the entire front range. Yes, for with those three. Yeah. With those three. Damn. That's going to be exciting. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, and the South Platte will kind of be its own book, but it'll be Front Range, South Platte. Boy, that's know. long overdue. Long south- overdue. Uh, people think that there's not good rock climbing down there. <sighs> oh, dude. Fools. And there's, there's just <laughs> fools. There's so much more to go. It's unbelievable. Like, the- just the trad climbing alone, just the fucking peaks everywhere. Yeah. There's plenty more rope climbing to be done. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there people just get discouraged. They go to an area where there's so many, so many boulders, so much rock, whatever it is you're doing, track climbing, sport climbing, something. But then it's blank. There's and there's a lot of chas. There's a fucking there's a fuck chos, load of chas yeah. in yeah. the South Platte. It's kitty littery. Yeah. But most of the time, it's blank. It's yep. just nothing. You're That's like, so weird. wow, there's not one hold on this crazily yeah. beautiful sculpted yeah. boulder. Yeah. So you have to start looking for features and cracks and different things like that, arets. Mm-hmm. Because an arete can look blank, but it is climbable. You better believe it. Your because, biceps say it's climbable. Yeah. <laughs> I, and... um. Yeah, I don't know. The South Platte is definitely an underappreciated area and a secret, but not so secret, gem. Yeah. For boulders, yeah. Yeah, for bouldering. There's tri climbers there all over the place. Oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. I mean. And, you know, the tri climbers don't talk to the boulders. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I want to ask one more question before we wrap this up, because we got to wrap this up pretty soon. But what do you want to do with your art? We didn't really touch on your art too much. So... Like, what's the future? The future of my art... So this year, I'm doing a thing. My really good buddy convinced me. uh, Todd, thank you, dude. You're the man. Convinced me that every... Another roommate. Hey, roommate. Hi, roommate. (laughs) Amon runs Beast Fingers climbing. Oh, right on. Um, And so... Hey, Amon. What was I saying? Todd, Todd, <laughs> oh, so my you. buddy Todd, a uh, good friend of mine, was like, you know, just this year, why don't you just make it a thing to just do art 30 minutes a day? Wow. Just do that. Yeah. See what happens. I like that. He's like, I and I guarantee you'll draw more than 30 minutes a day. Yeah. yeah so Mike. I started doing that and I already finished a new yeah. drawing for the year. So I'm just going to keep doing that. I, I've been wanting to do my art more. I did my art. For before I was setting, um, in between leaving the cabin and while I was in the cabin, and between setting and then all I do is my art for a while. I've done labels for a brewery in Santa Barbara, Pure Order Brewing. I did Saw that one. all their labels. Very cool. Sick. Done shirt designs for different companies. Access logos. Fund right now. Yeah, I did Access Fund hoodie. Uh, you can get the hoodie on their website. I think the code is Damiani 15 15% off if you want to support the Access Fund. Um, I donated that 100% to them 
Hopefully, I'll be doing more art for them in the future. Fun, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just want to like my climbing, do my art. If yeah. people want to support it, awesome. If they don't, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just want to keep doing it. Dude, I want to do what makes me happy. Yeah. So climbing and art, I'll do them forever. And when I can't climb, you better believe I'm going to be painting. Yeah. When I'm 90 years old, if I make it that far, I will be painting. One day, I will paint my masterpiece. So just don't, don't know when it's going to happen. Dude, <laughs> that's <just> exciting. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit, but the Monet exhibit. I wanted to go, but Fuck. I was working a bunch and in and out of town, and they did a resale, and I yeah. tried to get in on it, and I missed it. I was at the airport. At the, literally... Fuck. Just like and tickets were like, yeah, you, dun, were, dun, 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 you got 72, I know. 68, it was 54. Good. You were like, they did was, a resale. It was, and I was so like, fucking ah! good, man. <laughs> it was so good. The best part about it was, you know, the little like handheld history devices you oh, get and they speak to you. Uh-huh. And that was for the first time ever. That was the best part of that. Like hearing. Because the history. Mo- well, Monet was such just like a normal fucking dude. There's yeah. no like life crisis. There's no drama. He's just a guy who liked to paint landscapes with a couple people in it. Yeah. And it was so interesting to see how he went from realism to impressionism. And you just get to see it in like real life as you're walking through the exhibit. It, you would have fucking gone bonkers. Yeah, that's very really cool. Good. I mean, I've kind of done that. I used to do extremely photorealistic portraits, family portraits, Dogs, cats, (laughs) lots of black and gray things. Then I switched to color, uh, product of college and the Grateful Dead (laughs) and experimenting (laughs) and (laughs) Jimi Hendrix and all that stuff. And so then I switched to color and I started still doing very photorealistic stuff, but my stuff started getting more psychedelic and weird and I still do photorealism, but I've drifted more towards impressionistic and trippy and even my paintings are a little bit more loose than they used to be and yeah even that guy the yeah long's peak is you know it's a little bit impressionist totally is my favorite artist is van gogh Uh, i went to the van gogh exhibit five times and it was in denver um i loved it yeah van gogh is my top dog he's my boy yeah (laughs) that's if i could paint in any way if i could do what he did, but in my own way, that's what I'm shooting for. Fuck. Um, but I don't think I'm anywhere, you know, tapped anywhere near any sort of thing, but, you know, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. But it, it's it's just about time. If you want to do something, just devote your time to it and your energy and your focus. Focus is like the key to doing what you want to do you can make anything your life for sure yeah without a doubt are you kidding me if you would have told me when i was a kid that i'd be a professional artist rock climber like who does a little bit of construction on the side which i just started doing i didn't even do i'm like yeah okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy i'm, I'm like, gonna be I'm a gonna math make, whiz yeah how am i gonna make any money doing that you know but that's i just don't think about that <laughs> I don't think yeah. about money. I just think about living and then it all just works out. It's a weird thing. 
It is fucking weird. It's a it's a total mindset. If there's like anything that anybody could take out of this, it's all just mindset for real. Yeah. At least for me, that's the way I feel. Very and, authentic. And so, someday, if you fucking need that money, your mindset will change and it'll work out in that way too. Yeah. You know, like yeah, any. Yeah. Yeah. Just set your mind to what you need or want to do. Exactly. And it starts with 30 minutes a day. <laughs> yeah, 30 Dude. minutes a day. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm doing that this year. So, hopefully, everybody will see a lot more art from me this year. Awesome. Um, I'm hoping I will. God stick damn, you're with busy, it. dude. Yeah. Your fucking mustache is going to fall off from stress. <laughs> Don't say that because my hair's already falling out. Hey, dude. The mustache, yo. The mustache is strong, okay? Yeah. The mustache is incredibly strong. <laughs> the, the hair on the top of my head... Nah, it might look long, but don't you, be fooled. <laughs> you won't miss it, dude. You won't miss it. Less shampoo expenditure. Yeah, it, 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 it'll stay long on the sides. Just exactly. Just uh, horseshoe pretty dude, heavily looks up gonna there. Get strong. You're going to get Fred Nicole style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that guy's... Go for the Einstein look or whatever. Crazy person look. <laughs> could be worse, dude. Yeah, it could be worse. Could be Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, dude, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey. Well, I don't know. That's... Seems like a, that seems like it. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. go outside and rock climb. Go. Have fun. Don't. Who cares what the grade is? Just go climb a rock. Fuck it, dude. Fuck yeah. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Hunter. Thanks, you guys. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs>
bear that comes in uh, and he's naked with his 45 i know that's, and it's like holding the collar of his dog he talked about that being like a cartoon scene I'm like yeah that was that's literally a scene out of a movie you know <laughs> i like, just love the bear like the, i know freaked out but i think i'll just take this trash can hey, with hey, me. hey man hey man chill it's chill it's chill i'm a bear i get it it's kind of weird for you but let me just grab that i'll and, just uh, take this hey yeah, it's cool it's cool I'm not going to come in there. I'm not going to take it into yeah. the woods. I just got to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Good stories. When are we going to have Thank a bear you. on the podcast? When are we going to have a bear? Yeah. Well, when they learn to talk. Okay. Or we could find a cosplay bear. Do you know any cosplayers who uh, dress up in bear? Um, Sorry. We we're just talking about how it feels like it's been a while since we've gone full degenerate. Yeah, we haven't gone full degenerate for a while. Yeah, so and I think we got a little. We w- got close to that. We want to say you know. uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so thank you, Hunter. That was awesome. Uh, check out his artwork. He's all over online. He's worth a follow on his YouTube page, his yeah. Instagram. I love, um, it. especially if you're in Colorado, you can kind of glean where some of his first ascents are. And I yeah. know he's open to sharing that stuff mm-hmm. if you yeah. personally get a hold of him. Yeah, and. Uh, also, ch- definitely check out the Asana Climbing YouTube channel uh, and find Hunter's videos because his videos are up there and they are some of the most entertaining and just solid internet climbing films videos you can watch. Boom. So That's heavy praise, dog. Yeah. I'm, that's, that's how I first heard of him was I would I was He just was popping up on my feed. This charismatic guy <laughs> trying hard, climbing hard shit. Yeah, so hard. And I was like, damn, this is awesome. So yeah. it was cool to meet him. Always cool to meet people that you've been wanting to meet and have a reason to talk to them. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen him around the scene for over a decade. Yeah. And I always wanted to talk to him. But apparently I have interviewed him. Yeah. For Climb Talk almost 10 years ago. So that's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, on to other things. Um, well, we should we should report some news. Yeah. We're gonna wrap this up, but um there is not gonna be a song after the episode today. That was a little bit Christopher Walken Dave, right there. Dave is, Dave is very shook about this, but I'm a little bit soothing him about it. We basically, when it gets too busy around the podcast Bat Cave, the Pod Cave, the Thunder Cave, the Thunder Cave, I think is what we have referred to it in the past. Um, you just, dude, we don't want to, we don't want to give you guys an inferior product. Mm-mm. The music is no problem. Mm-hmm. Music is easy. You can write stupid songs in five seconds. It's an A and an E, and you have a song. Guitar players, you know what I'm talking about. You fucking listen to Nirvana or Green Day, <laughs> early Green Day. Um, but yeah, we just sometimes you don't have time to write the lyrics, and you know that takes a few hours to get yeah. everything set up. And we just we didn't have quality, time. Quality over quantity is yeah. what we're taking the stance here. And uh, you know, I promise one for next time. Yeah, we we promise a new song mm-hmm. next episode. This one's just not gonna have one. Yeah, and uh, I guess I guess that um, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm moving a little slow today. Yeah, me too. School started up again. We, uh, you know, I had, I was I was trying to finish up the Witcher games, dude. A lot of late nights, man. So busy. <laughs> oh man, that sounds like a pretty grueling schedule, Feedy. <laughs> yeah, 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 guys. Uh, it's not all. It's not just having a good time. It's not know? just climbing. It's like dark, there are dark like PC hours. games PC, to yeah. play. 
Yeah. Hey, we have lives outside of the crag, brah. Brah. Brah, dude. Barely. We barely have lives away from climbing. Of course, my life is totally away from climbing right now. Hey, should we talk to people how to tell people how to get a hold of us? Yes. You can get get us. Oh, here we wait now. Let's let's uh, let's all pay attention. Let's see if Feedy can nail this on his first try. We're at episode what, like thirty? We're gonna see. Okay, okay, okay. Feedy, go. You can follow us on Instagram. We are no the Thundercling podcast. Fucking wrong. At the Thundercling. At the Thundercling. Oh, this is. We're gonna have to get a whiteboard, dude. We're going to have to buy a actually, goddamn whiteboard. I have an appointment with a tattoo artist. I'm going to tattoo it on my hand. <laughs> forehead. My forehead, um, which wouldn't help. And uh, you can also reach out to us. We do respond. We're back to responding to every single email. We caught up um, at uh, thunderclingpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Write us anytime you want. Um, we have our first submission, writing yes, submission. So I'm going to get to that this week. It, um, I perused it and I think... I think it's going to be a taker. <gasps> That's super exciting. And we will give you something if you submit. I, yeah. Money is not that thing. <laughs> it will not, the thing will not be money. Glory. But it could be Thunder glory. some art or a hat or mm-hmm. something cool like that. Yeah. And uh, it's always fun to get feedback from you guys. If you have anything, if you haven't written a review or liked us anywhere, please do. That'd be really helpful. We'd yeah, love on that. iTunes. And uh, I guess the last thing I kind of wanted to say as a postscript which is why I was brain farting earlier because I was trying to remember what I wanted to say, is uh, I wanted to give a status update for everyone who heard the Minko episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so Minko, uh, back in the gym, like a month ago now, so he was, it was like three months, less than three months after the accident, back in the gym, start is, is already doing V8+. Plus. Videos of him doing one-arm pull-ups again. But numerous in a row. Numerous in a row on the shoulder that was obliterated by lightning strike. So Unbelievable. Everybody, no excuses. <laughs> truly, truly, truly no crazy. I, I have started hate-liking his Instagram yeah. post. Yeah. Like his last one when he was just fucking peeling off one-armers yeah. on the shoulder, like you yes. said, that was blown apart. By a goddamn act lightning God. strike. Yeah. <laughs> By an act of God. Yes. And he's just cranking one arm. He's like, yeah, they tried to stop me. Zeus tried to kill me. <laughs> no one can kill me. <laughs> yeah. So a super, super awesome shout out to Minko. Yeah. Um, really, really cool. And that's about it. That's all I have. Sorry. Sorry for. <laughs> what are you sorry for, it's man? Just... You were, we should be celebrating. That was a really fun podcast. Yeah, Hunter. It was a good podcast. I'm just thinking of you thinking of the witcher game i'm thinking of the witcher i just gotta get back to it Sorry, but you've guys. already put in 140 hours to that game. yes well didn't you win it hey well there's still like side quests you know like <laughs> i mean dude it's it you wouldn't get it man I, you're just all you have in your life is climbing injuries <laughs> all right we we're should. there's a good chance me and Fidi are going to come to blows so we should yes. we should stop this before we should. Well, just so they don't have to hear it. Yeah. You fucking ungrateful. Oh, my God. Son of a I bitch. I can feel Dave's hate liking happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. 
Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you. We'll be back in two weeks. We have a stellar lineup. We're, we're actually set with guests coming up. So <gasps> thank you for listening. That's new. Listenings? <laughs> thank you, thank for, you listening. for your listenings. Thank you for listenings and try again someday. Okay, bye. Bye.